This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks. Storyblocks makes it possible for content creators like you to bring your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Head to storyblocks.com slash VGA and let them tell your story. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 462 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Justin Allen Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Ah, the male booty, Chris Antista. And... Oh, yeah, a cup of coffee in the morning. It's Macho Mad Allen. Excited for WWE 2K. Yeah. I, I'm surprised you, you went with a cup of coffee in the morning and went with Macho instead of Mocha or Macchiato. You know, that's a great... The Macchiato Man, Randy. I think he actually says, cup of coffee in the big time, yeah. I really thought Michael was going to correct you with, like, a cream of the crop reference. cream of the crop. Even better. The greatest magic trick ever performed on live television. It's the one wrestling promo you need to see. Macho Man mysteriously producing coffee creamers over and over again to drop in front of Mean Gene Okerlund. Yes. We have been practicing street (laughs) magic. And then watch uh, Dusty Rhodes doing the Hard Times promo, and I challenge you not to picture him as a character on the Righteous Gemstones. (laughs) I want you to reach out, Dusty Scream, baby. He's got. He's. He does have. Man, he really does have Danny McBride's hair in a lot of a lot of different eras. (laughs) Yeah, he's got that blonde '80s curl mullet, which I'm not making fun of because that's really all my hair will do. I'm I'm very close to coming Danny McBride at any given second. Um, (laughs) Man, I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling kind of wrestling. I wanted to share something real quick with uh, Video Game Apocalypse listeners. I, as some of you may know, am a huge fan and now credited backer of Mystery Science Theater 3000. I. I don't know if I'm in the credits this year, but I probably should be. But that show is out again and has a very, very odd release model, and you can't see it anywhere but their app, meaning I couldn't see it on television, on my television, really, without like hooking up a laptop to my TV. But it's in their app. It's very, it's kind of difficult to see. I can't think of a more blissful time than playing Elden Ring and casually watching Santo and the Vampire Women. Michael, I'm guessing, knows who Santo is. Oh, of course. Famous. And that's why it, it doubled over this week. I was watching and Elden Ring. Mascarado de Plata. Yeah. How am I not supposed I know who Santo is, man. I, He's I, a lucha I, I, actor. I could not stop Googling him. Because that dude is in like 40 fucking movies. Mm. One of the most yes. famous luchador wrestlers in Mexico. It yeah. didn't take off his mask till almost like the week he died. <laughs> he has, there are great yeah. stories about him. There's shots in movies he's in where he takes off his mask at the end. But he's like, no, I really won't do that. You have to get a stunt double. And <laughs> he will face away from the camera. It's like, no, not even the crew can see my I, fucking I thought face. he was going to do the Rey Mysterio where he takes off his mask and there's another mask the, Yeah, sting and a sting mask, it can happen. But I'm also feeling kind of <laughs> wrestly. Mystery Science Theater's first movie is a... They already did one Santo movie, and this is a surprisingly good-looking Santo movie. And Michael, if you haven't seen it, the dub is so... English is a second language. I've never seen a dub like that. They usually get some, like, cornball mid-Atlantic announcer, but these are clearly right, yeah. Spanish speakers speaking English, and their accents are so thick, it's delicious! 
watch out, he's using karate, he'll kill you, like that sort of... <laughs> no, no, it's stuff. even more... It's, some of it is like unintelligible English. It is... But in a good way. It feels very foreign. Oh, okay. I love it. Yeah, but Santos are probably unwatchable movies on their own, but it's very wrestly. And that one of the things I love about new episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000 is I grew up loving that show in the early 90s. Very, I wasn't watching the late 80s, but it existed there. Um, but the people on the show were in their mid-20s, 30s, were not making references to things I was actually enjoying. And I didn't realize that until there was season 12. I'm like, oh, I, I've watched 100 episodes of this show. I've never heard a Ghostbusters reference. I've never heard a Simpsons reference. And the new episodes are just like Simpsons, Mario, like, oh, fuck. And then the new one has like a giant wrestling promo. Please enjoy Tom Servo doing his hybrid of Macho Man and Hulk Hogan as he promises to do nice things. You smell like the day after nice rain. Ooh, he, <laughs> he literally did the superpowers. You can't combine them. They're too powerful, brother. I, that people they do it all the time, though. They do Macho though. Man's voice and do all the brothers. Um, and shit, there was I a mean, lot. Macho Man said brother He a lot. did, but there's a lot of catchphrases <laughs> that go in there, like the 40-inch pythons. Those are all Hulk phrases. Uh, mm-hmm. and especially good guy shit. Hulk said that stuff. Yeah. But uh, one of my favorite things I thought people on this show might like, and especially people enjoying Elden Ring, it's a stuffy Mexican time travel vampire movie, and a fucking old fart comes running downstairs to meet a vampire hunter, and he apologizes for being late. Sorry I'm late. I was uh, playing Dark Souls. You know, you can't pause Dark Souls. <laughs> that is such a specific game reference. I love it. In Mystery you know, Science Theater 3000. <laughs> and I, I think but I had to say I, that I to my that dad. Is that... I had to say, I had to say is... that exact phrase the last week or so to my right. loved ones. Uh, sorry, Bumble Girl. I can't pause Elden Ring. And I can't respond the, to you. But the joke is sort of that like everyone that would know what even Dark Souls is was would know you can't pause it. So it's kind of like he's stating the obvious as part of that joke. I know, but it's, 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 it's he's explaining from the guy's perspective who's walking late downstairs. I I would have <laughs> I would have been here sooner, but you can't pause Dark Souls. <laughs> it's like this and like old, old man. That's that's like not only did Mystery Science go from no video game references, they went to a very specific game reference to a very specific yeah. game that not everybody likes. And I think we'll talk about that a little this week because I didn't get to talk about Elden Ring at all last week because Tony of Framework wouldn't shut his mouth. Just kidding. Love Tony. Go check yeah, out Framework. You hadn't played it yet, right? I, I had, I had just bought it by the time that's yeah, right. you and were I installing it as we were starting. Yeah, I didn't get to play it for another day. And I don't know if you want to hear any more about it, but I have thoughts about A, the discourse, and B, I said it on the chat. Like, I think this is the greatest fucking game I've ever played. I enjoy it's this. right up there, yeah. To an incredible degree, um, yep. but I have many complaints about it and understand why people might not. But this week, you're talking about Santo. Santo yeah. is a great person to bring up because I think it relates directly to our top five. Mystery yeah. Science Theater 3000 references in video <laughs> games. If only. <laughs> was, was, is, is, Santo's not in WWE in any of those games. I don't he, know. I, that would he's, be too cool. He's no, famous no, 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 enough no. to have some kind of merchandising crossover. I mean, I think he was gone by the time WWE had hit its heyday. He had oh, retired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm shocked that, like, it almost seems like something you'd find at Hot Topic, right? Like an yeah, ironic Santo be. tea or something. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, he was he was a legit, like, national hero back yeah. in the day of, yeah. of Mexico. But yeah, WWE 2K22 is out this week, and friend of the show, Dave Rudden, uh, provided no. us with a topic, because he was playing one of the games on this list, and said it might be cool to look at 
Wrestling scenes in non-wrestling games. That is a clever unpaid sponsorship, Dave. Really Mm -hmm. floated right by you. (laughs) Haven't we done... I think we already did wrestling... Wrestlers in non-wrestling games. Wrestlers in... Like, wrestlers who starred in non-wrestling games. Yes. But this is is like... uh, And I'm not just talking about, like, wrestling moves, but, like, a ring wrestlers show up and the main character has to wrestle or fight wrestlers or whatever. Yes. Like, straight up... Pro wrestling just out of nowhere in yeah. real life. Yes. And I, I, I don't know where I know a lot of people have hard opinions on pro wrestling. It's generally yes or no to mm. enjoying it. But man, Stone Cold's coming back. WrestleMania, WWE 2K22, Santo and the Vampire Women. I have It's been a very wrestling week for me. It's like I'm trying to work myself up to do my Stone Cold. Now, Steve, say- <laughs> here's, here's a problem with your Stone Cold, Steve Austin. You need a little bit, little bit more breathy. You know, it's almost it's like you got I a little gravity. I think there. Matt, you're doing him a little more as a podcaster. I don't know whether it's shit or why I'm a watch. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Stone Cold voice has changed since you become a podcaster. Yeah. And, and as as somebody who you know is, I, I I wouldn't even call myself a casual fan of wrestling, and I don't really watch it, but Fucking I'm aware casual. of all the personalities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like what? at some point years ago, they decided to kind of uh you know throw open the the carny gates and just yeah. kind of <laughs> tell everybody like here yeah, here's what's really going on behind the curtain. And yes. I feel like that let people enjoy it on a whole different level. Like yeah. ra- rather than you know fans going like oh, I knew it was fake and stomping off. Like pe- people are like I- I'm even more invested in yeah, these people it- and their performances now and the characters that they bring to life and the the work that goes into planning and choreographing these matches. That happened pre Attitude Era, which is inarguably well WWE's most successful era and therefore the most successful period of wrestling ever. And everyone knew it was in on the joke. Everyone was in on it. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and, and fun McMahon. fact, Michael, part of the reason they revealed, Vince McMahon revealed what happened so he could stop paying athletic commission fees. Oh, yeah, uh, there was that. There was it, that. Yeah. It, Vince McMahon himself went on television and he, without saying it in so many words, it's like, it's, it's sports entertainment, pal. There's always a shitty reason behind it. But, yeah. but, but at the same time, you know, thinking about it, people saying like, it's fake. It's like, well, so is Game of Thrones. And yeah. you enjoy that. Oh, now you, these are the wrestler arguments, Michael. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. We always, yes, we say yes, so is are, fake? so are, so, so is operas, ballet. So are any yeah, scripted so every, thing on every TV. Every entertainment yeah. that's not people it's, actually gouging their, each other's eyes out. Like, it's male soap opera. Real. Yeah, wrestling's a, a two, like a two person Japanese no gymnastics floor routine. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful and there's nothing else like it. Yeah. I just realized my explanation's outdated now because it's no longer just male soap opera because yeah. like the female division has had a huge push in recent years and it's like yeah it's it's just it's just soap opera for everybody and they're 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 not only actors blah 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 uh can i fall off a horse yes i can and yes i have uh they're stunt people who <laughs> injure themselves constantly for your yeah. entertainment and they yeah. deserve yeah. more respect and than people like tom act. cruise yes <laughs> they they are more akin as performers to like the local stunt show performance at a theme park like that is what they do day in and day out as they're touring and uh shit often goes wrong in real time and they have to cover for it and it's it's a it's a combination between like pantomime acting with amazing athletics with amazing acrobatics with awesome comedic timing Mm -hmm. and just general crowd reading and timing like it's one of the hardest performances you can do yes i like wrestling everyone who's going to shit on wrestling listening to this show in the chat or tweets i won't read I bet you watch a streamer. He's he's a much worse and less talented entertainer than the worst wrestler that's ever existed. 
the, the, here's the thing. After 40 years of being a wrestling fan, I also know you're never going to convince anyone who's true. not a wrestling fan. <laughs> but I think the reason it's a great top five is everyone, even if you're not a fan, you are very familiar with kind of yes. wrestling tropes, yeah. you know, like the ring, the lucha the, mask. The, the promo, stuff. even if you don't know what's called a promo where two guys stand next to one another and threaten each other, that UFC shit, that photo op they do is just what wrestling has done for, I think yep. it, all combat sports have done that, but yep. wrestling made like a a ratings juicer out of that, like two guys facing off and threatening each other. Uh, when I see you at the pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I would say like, I, I enjoy wrestling on the same level. I enjoy Marvel comics, which is that like, I don't actually give a shit, but I love watching fans talk about it. Oh, really? Sure. I thought yeah. you did. You've read more lo weird Loki comics than I would have thought. Uh, I've read a couple that were like, That's I know more I know than I've read. Writer, and so I read like the vote for Loki arc. Yes. Because I get you, Michael. It's just how Hastings. I am about Roni, baby. Mm. You know, it's like, yeah, I like watching the fans. Watch I do it all. Shows. I do it all. I just, I just love that, that wrestling was behind this, New York, this secret door uh, in my very early childhood and throughout most of its existence. And hearing these old people tell their stories about having, it's like, ask, like, listen to Robert Downey Jr. who has to pretend he's Iron Man in public for forty years. Mm. Uh, his, I love stories like that. Uh, old wrestling stories. And yeah, people, while they act, get really hurt. And when that happens to Tom Cruise in one film, we never stop talking about it, but it happens to wrestlers every fucking night. He stubbed his toe! He broke his toe, but it, it did look like it hurt. Well, I didn't uh, know that was an actual injury. I was it just was, trying was. to come up with something minor. That, that last Tom Cruise movie was better than the last two Bond movies. So, or last I, I guarantee you, uh, Tom Cruise has way better insurance when he gets hurt than the uh, wrestler. Mm, yeah, still, which is or any insurance. No insurance because the company yeah. won't pay for it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or any insurance. They're oh, contractors. Boy. They're expected to take care of their own insurance. And yet, so is Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. He's contracted on that movie, but he's covered. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. Uh, all right. So wrestling scenes in non-wrestling games. Let's just yes. dive into this off the, the top rope. Off the top whatever, rope. Off the turnbuckle. what you did there. <laughs> both, both of them work, Michael. Keep yeah, going. Right after this. If you're a content creator like the good folks here at Laser Time, you know how inefficient and demanding the creative process can be. Sometimes you just want a huge library of content to pull from and you need that perfect clip, image, sound, or piece of music. Well, good news. Storyblocks is here to help creators like you bring all your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Storyblocks gives you access to a huge demand-driven library of 4K or HD footage, After Effects and Premiere Pro templates, music, images, sound effects, and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life. Ask Assets are royalty-free, so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial and personal use. Their unlimited all-access plan gives you unlimited downloads from over 1 million assets in their library, including things like the background music you're hearing in this very ad right now. So whether you're a seasoned content creator or someone just dabbling with your first YouTube or Twitch channel, Storyblocks offers a selection of flexible subscriptions that fit every budget and scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on what's important to you, creating. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at storyblocks.com slash VGA. That's storyblocks.com slash VGA. And we're back to talk about what? Wrestling. I'm going to put your balls in a blender and your games. dick in my mouth. <laughs> wow. Well, appropriate you should start with that impression because... Number five. Combat skills a bit rusty. Dead end job bringing you down. Wow. The old ball and chain yammering in your ear day and night. Oh, no, wait, that's me. 
Well, use this area to practice the techniques you've unlocked in the game so far. Try to beat as many enemies as possible. Duh. But watch your health. The fights will get progressively harder. And do me a favor. Try not to hurt yourself, huh? So uh, what? It's 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 Bruce Man. Campbell with the tutorial. Bruce Campbell in the early two thousands when ev- the internet was trying to convince me, no, no, he's really amazingly funny, and we have to put him in every geek thing you like. But he um, is, yeah, he is. He's yeah, he's great. But I'm just saying, he, he for what he is, is and I, I I heard this reiterated several places. I cannot wait to see where he pops up in Doctor Strange in the the multiverse of madness because Sam Raimi's there, and you know he's going to stick him in. So okay. is this was was this like the tutorial? It, in it the might Spider-Man be the best game? tutorial ever. Yeah. So this it was part of the tutorial. This this was like an arena where you could come back and like try stuff out. And so this Spider Man two thousand two. First off, we should say that the 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 first movie game, which had the inimitable talents of Tobey Maguire, and this tutorial arena where you could test out your fights. You fight you know a succession of thugs, and if you stay in for long enough. You get to fight. Except it's not really Bonesaw. Like, he's called yeah. Bonesaw, but he's got, like, a purple and gold wrestling mask. Yeah. And and he doesn't... Like, he sounds like he's trying to sound like Macho Man, but he doesn't quite get there. Having fun yet? No more Mr. Nice Guy! Back off, ugly. That's it below the belt! Out of my way. I am the greatest. Mm. It, it, I think it's because Bonesaw is a product of the movies. He's not the wrestler mm-hmm. from the comics. I think that was Crusher, some Crusher, somebody probably. Yeah. And uh, I don't know because that was when Macho Man. I'm not going to get too wrestling uh, here, but like he had like left the WWE in a huff and like really wasn't working for anybody. And and I don't know how he got away with using that voice because usually that's the kind of thing WWE wouldn't let you do but like he is just playing Macho Man in that movie and so I imagine that was probably hang up with the games like unless you're playing Macho Man to do this you cannot do an exact copy of his voice even though even people who don't like wrestling that's still I love that dude's been dead for over a decade and that still is what people think a wrestler sounds like yeah. Well, it, yeah, and it because it was. I mean, wrestlers did all scream into the mics in the '80s when they were cutting promos. Macho though was just so unique in that, like, he kind of screamed while whispering. It's like, ooh, yeah. No, it was gonna get a little weird. Yeah. And then you find out that no, no, that was Randy Poffo, his real name. That was just his real voice. Like he, yeah. it was an exaggerated version. I don't know he that had it was a I crazy think... voice. But then, like every so time I, I hear, talk his... to people at the DMV. <laughs> every, yeah. every time I hear his brother talk, I'm like, I hope that's not your real voice either. Hmm. Well, Lenny what Poffo. Randy did? Yes, I'm, a, I'm Lenny the Brain Poffo. And now it's sounding like Vince, Vince McMahon. But uh, but yes, this the Spider Man tutorial. I remember this was like I wasn't going to play this game, and like. Bruce Campbell was kind of that. Oh, uh, he's in the game. I'll check it. Out. Okay, mm. I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun, and uh, you know that, that that's cool that it sort of let you recreate the the scene from the movie a little bit. Yeah. Like it it sort of does it in like an opening cinematic, like where you just see the game's version of Bonesaw taking the fall, like a poor old Bonesaw didn't know what hit him, and uh, it, it but is... I don't know why they had to dress him up, like you said, like. Okay, you don't want to pay Randy uh, Macho Man Savage's likeness. I get it, right? So, mm-hmm. yes, you just use a different generic character, but 
he doesn't own the rights to the bone saw outfit. That wasn't his wrestling outfit at the time. I, right? I don't thing, think yeah. so. I think it was just probably safer to stay away from it. And and yeah. by the way, I've seen the worst Macho Man Randy Savage stand in in a Spider Man production because I'm one of the few people who saw Spider Man turn off the dark. Oh man! Oh my and gosh! Do you, do you know who played Bone Saw McGraw, the wrestler that Spider Man defeats in his who? origin story? You know who played? Ryback. I don't know. <laughs> uh, close, Matt. <laughs> a balloon. <laughs> an inflatable, a, a balloon, an inflatable thing that Spider-Man pretended to pummel while people sang and danced around. Jesus. A balloon always rises, always rises to the top. Yeah, and makes He's sense. He's bouncing yeah. off the walls. <laughs> that is a real song from Spider-Man. Turn you off the too dark. wrote this music, yeah. No, 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 only the Edge and Bono. Uh, the other two guys couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Maybe didn't want to ruin the YouTube brand. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 everyone has brought this up before, but it's it's really funny to think about because we all know how wrestling works now and maybe less so in 2002 in that Spider-Man movie scene. In the Spider-Man movie scene, <laughs> it's... The reality in that movie is that wrestling is real, mm-hmm. and if you can beat the wrestler in what is normally a choreographed event, yeah, that's, you will win. It's like a total nineteen twenties carnival sort of. Yes, thing. yes. As, as if if you if you mangle this 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 wrestler, maybe break one of his bones, you'll win two grand or something like that. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, every night this guy will abuse and hurt random people from off the right. street in front of crowded arena. Uh, it's a wonderful reality Sam Raimi sets up. Clearly not a huge wrestling fan, but it is I, part of the, the origin story. It's also like literally the worst thing that can happen if you are a professional wrestler is a fan coming from the audience to yeah. have an unscripted fight with yeah, you. Yeah. Unscripted, the... untrained amateur. You're just begging for a David Schultz fucking, uh, what's his name? Stone Stone Phillips? What's uh, Stossel, John Stossel, oh, John yeah, Stossel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. begging for one of those moments. If you were to challenge a real wrestler on a nightly basis in a ring, and Spider-Man's lucky, he still has his hearing because John Stossel got like two hundred thousand dollars for that. Have you ever noticed that video games really sometimes <laughs> feature wrestling boss battles at the end? I don't want to blow your mind, but video games aren't real. <laughs> trust, Thanks, trust me, that's a good Stossel, but you don't need to go watch any Stossel to find out. No, 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 no. Don't verify this. Um. But do listen to us talk about this next thing. Number four. Sounds like turtle. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I know what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, this? Sodom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you recognized it. Oh, Sodom. Uh, so this I is, love this game. This is Final Fight, uh, 1989 arcade. Uh, and this actually is interesting because like, okay, so wrestling scenes in brawlers aren't that uncommon. Uh, this one had two of them. So you had, you, you go through a subway and come to a literal underground wrestling ring that's surrounded by members of the Mad Gear gang, which is, is like a tile that just repeats. And you fight Sodom, who's like this weeb American wannabe samurai. Uh, katana in the censored Super Nintendo version. But then later on, there is a more iconic moment that sounds like this. (laughs) 
which is you are in a cage match against like four identical Andre the Giant clones. Andor. Yeah, Andor, Andor Jr., Andor, yeah. Yes, Andor, yes. I've talked about this game glowingly endlessly on this show, but I just want to say there's few realities from a video game that I'd prefer to live in than whatever whatever this somewhere in the 90s moment that that final fight is. It's Mm. awesome. And it's all... I, I don't know how Capcom gets away with it. I have to imagine either because Vince McMahon doesn't play video games and the wrestlers all like Capcom mm. and hope uh, they'll get hired for a commercial like Kenny Omega, uh, who was in the in a Final Fight commercial playing Mike Hagar, oh, uh, wow. the Mike Hagar role. That's cool. And, uh, uh, but like from the opening of the game, you see Macho Man's face, like clearly Macho Man Randy Savage's face. The first boss is clearly Hulk Hogan. Um, Is he? I thought yes. he's supposed to be like a Jamaican dude with dreadlocks. I mean, close enough, right? <laughs> Fair. Okay. Doing leg drops on everyone, blonde hair, goatee. Mm. You fight yeah. giants whose names are Andor, in, including, mm. I think, in the recent releases. And then Big Boss Man, the cop guy, has come at the end, who was huge in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it's... Wrestling is all over Final Fight. Yeah, and and I just now realized that it's probably a romanization of the way that Andre would have been pronounced in Japanese. Andore. Ooh, yeah. yeah, Andre. Yeah, yeah. But Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and and just that shows how big wrestling culture was to influence Japan. Walter Hill and wrestling. You give me a pint of whiskey, wrestling, and Walter Hill movies. I'll be the happiest you've ever seen me. It's better than sex for me. And I, I love that that character, Andore or Andor, or however you want to pronounce Boy. it, uh, is still technically part of Street Fighter. He's Hugo yep. in in right, yeah. Street Cross Fighter Three onward, and yeah. It's, oh yes, right. Yeah. So basically, like you just have an unlicensed Andre the Giant in your multi million dollar fighting game franchise. I yeah. The only thing I don't see them approaching much very more is the poison aspect. But mm. like, I don't know how they got away with this kind of infringement but like if if you remember and i'm sure you guys do uh mike hagar is the mayor and also a wrestler and you get oh, to yeah. see him do that in saturday night slam master yep. so like final fight is made of wrestling uh, maybe that's why i like the game so much yeah, it has wrestling deep in its dna deep yeah and then and all, all that wrestling shit would go on to inform the street fighter series especially the the alpha series for a long time oh, as totally. they added more lovable characters into the Street Fighter 4 and 5 roster, they would go back to those alpha characters, but they all come from Final Fight. Yeah. Even uh, fucking uh, so- Sodom. Jesus Christ. Sodom. What a name. What a name. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes I, wonder, was like he was it supposed to be like a two-boss thing, or is Sodom and Gomorrah, or, you know? I, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I just love that, like, according to early 90s logic, like, a wrestler mayor is supposed to be something so ridiculous it could only be in a video game. And then we got Jesse the Body Ventura mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Kane is a mayor now. Like you it's c- now it's like almost I common. Mean, let's assume maybe in Japan they had a good uh, channel of Santo movies coming in because that guy never removed a silver mask and played scientists and politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would usually wrestle in every movie, but he played a variety of different jobs in that fucking mask. 
great. I'm just hats off to Santo this week. I'm just uh, pointing out that Jesse the Body Ventura might have opinions about why all of a sudden this things didn't start until he was the first one to make the leap. But you know, I think you mean Jesse the Mind Ventura. Yeah, the mind. <laughs> I traded in my body when I was elected king of Minnesota. <laughs> I was in the Running Man. Yeah, but the I, only people I fight now are the lizard people who try and take <laughs> over all of our banks and the weather. And <laughs> you can watch your info wars. We lost that info war long ago, my friends. Mm-hmm. I live in a small adobe hut just south of Mexico, and I don't have to deal with any of your uh, highfalutin rigmarole. I am Jesse Ventura. Because you, just in case you, you might be off the grid, but I blew the grid up. Years ago, I'm the, nowhere near the grid. <laughs> I and then one day I got in, man. I'm mixing it up with Tron Legacy now. Um, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just thought it was funny, like you know, going through various versions of Final Fight. The the music tends to differ a lot between versions. So, like if if you didn't recognize that clip with all the Andres, like if you played it on Super Nintendo in your memory, it probably sounds a little more like this. Emphasize the drums a lot more. And just endless throwing. Man, I, I, I played this a ton in the arcades, and I played it a ton on Super Nintendo. But I guess I gotta give a shout out to Double Impact, because I played a ton of that too. So I think yeah. I very, very narrowly edge out arcade gameplay over Super Nintendo gameplay in a time before me. Um. God, I love Final Fight. Yeah. Let's, let's talk more about Final Fight. It's fantastic. Well, what else is there to say at this point? It's got wrestlers. Uh, it's got two I, rings. I, and I also want to say, I don't really want to hear any feedback from this week's episode. In, in lieu of a fourth guest, we brought back an old guest. I have not had whiskey on the show. Oh, wow. about, Welcome back, About whiskey. six months. <laughs> six months. Whiskey is here. Was that uh, a What Tom reference, Michael? It, no. But in that game, what? it says "Welcome back." When whenever like new things, why did you emerge? bring go to what Tom? Like, who's thought about that since it came out? Oh I, because God. that game says like "Welcome back, chair." I don't know. I was just playing it the other day. All right, I'm sorry. What on Earth is being spoken about? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, Chris doesn't even recognize the reference. Uh, all right, let's move along. Number three. Introducing, back from a crushing victory, and someone might lose a tooth in Duluth, Eagle! That's it. Ah, uh, what is this? The, the voice alone should... It's, it's Psychonauts. Oh, the oh okay. Okay, this uh, the reason I didn't recognize it cuz yeah, this this is the one where you fight several luchadors to collect yes. the cards. You have right? to fight four luchadors in Black Velvetopia, which is the the mindscape of one Edgar Tegley, a wrestler turned artist. His mindscape is like a black velvet Spexican town, like somewhere between Spain and Mexico, like you can see influences yes. from like Carmen, Spexico, yeah. It's that you know. Every time that you have something that's like, this is like a mashup of Spanish and Mexican culture. People just tend to assume they're the same. People are wearing sombreros, and there's references to Carmen everywhere. You know, people (laughs) dance flamenco and whatever. Um, The the Christian singer, Satan, bite the dust. (laughs) 
Rest in peace. He died, I think, during the COVID pandemic. Well, he did? I think Carmen's dead, yes. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to spring that news on you during the show. Dead. Stop the show. Everybody, we need a moment of silence. <laughs> But, but, uh, yeah, as, as you're in this world exploring Black Velvetopia, you have to fight four different wrestlers that each hold one of the queen cards from, that's missing from this deck that Edgar is using to build this giant house of cards. But not the king of queens. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. But, uh, one of the wrestlers does kind of give the game away what's going on. Why are there wrestlers? Why is he obsessing over this woman that's on all the queen cards? You can't hurt me at all! Because the coach taught me how to concentrate on not feeling pain. Not like you smash You feel everything. Like when your girlfriend, Mana, dumped you for that cheerleader guy. You dumped that so bad, you blew the state semifinals. You let all us wrestlers down. So, yes, the girl he was in love with in high school fell in love with a male cheerleader and uh, left him. And because of that, he he lost wrestling matches and let his team down. And this has haunted him ever since. Mm-hmm. You have to get to, it, the, get to the core of this and unravel it for him. There, there are so many, yeah, there are so many, like, pieces of the things that show up in his mind, whatever, the mind palace, whatever they call the levels in Psychonauts 1. But it's like... Uh, yes, the wrestling trans- transforms into the lucha fights that you have to mm-hmm. have to beat those folks yeah. from his high school wrestling days. Or I love that it's like he doesn't quite have a complete deck. You have to find the rest of his deck to mm-hmm. he's building a a deck of car- a tower of cards to the woman that he yes. thinks he loves. Like, and oh he, yes, he's doing this in the real world to procrastinate. And yeah. so you have to figure out, like, okay, why is he procrastinating? Yeah, because you need him to to paint you a painting of something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's a very striking world. Yeah. Everything is like it looks like a black velvet painting, uh, black backgrounds on everything. You know, everything's right. very like vibrant, almost neon. With, it looks with like that, that not Coco movie that came out alongside Coco. I forget what it was huh. called. Book of something. Oh, book of book of life. Book of life. Uh, maybe? Yeah, that was a few years prior. Yeah, that was that was, that was before Coco. Actually, yeah. Yeah. no, no, I can only occupy one Mexican movie every ten years. Fair That's enough. why I watched Santo this weekend. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the level's very uh, Elena Miles. Would you say that? Uh, sure. She, she sang Black Velvet, Michael. Oh, okay. Good, like Black wow. Velvet. Holy <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> I did not follow that <laughs> reference at all. I did not know that was going to be something like a worthwhile reference. That was hella worthwhile, and we're both idiots. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not like I had to go that far, Black Velvet. But no, I, yeah. I was I was trying to remember the level with you, Michael. I'm like, you know, I, I purposely... Uh, didn't remember it because it was one of my least favorite Psychonauts levels. Mm. Not because of the aesthetics. Love mm. the aesthetics. Love the wrestling. It's because fucking Eldodio, the, yes, the bull, that was constantly you over in the alley. Yeah, running you over. Uh, it's it's like just like, imagine imagine like a bull shaped boulder that just rolls through every few seconds, and you have to avoid it. Yeah, but Raz's outfit in this is oh yeah quite possibly his best outfit. Oh, it's, it's like- fantastic. So it's, a, it's, and, it's like a mariachi sort of outfit. Yeah, yeah. with like with like neon flames yeah. uh, going all over his outfit. I I, I live it. It's Whatever. it's super cool. Um, but yeah, I feel so ashamed, Matt, at missing your reference that I have to play a fart joke to make up for it. Yeah, what's that smell? That smells like fear, boy. Yeah, no, I mean that fart smell. That's fear. <laughs> No, I'm talking about an actual smell. 
It's like if stink bombs laid eggs and then those went bad. That's sulfur! Uh, it's part of the dragon costume, kid. Yeah. So you, you have to fight four wrestlers. That was Dragon. Prior to him was uh, King Kong Cobra. First was Eagle. And then the final one is Tiger, who Indeed. is like Steve Bloom doing a Russian accent. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, middle, it, it's still cool to stereotype Russians. Go for it. Yeah. It's never been Cooler a now than never, ever. Never been cooler. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I've had it. But uh, anyway. <laughs> never say yet. Uh, um, <laughs> see, it's easy to do. So <laughs> don't back away from the microphone. <laughs> laugh into the microphone. <laughs> yes, let us hear. But yeah, you know, the, the the actual wrestling matches are like, yeah, they're just you're not doing any real wrestling moves sure. or anything. No, you're no, just no, yeah, you're yeah. just fighting them like you would any other enemy it, with a health. Bar. It's psychonauts combat. But I but I, I I haven't like personally, I haven't always been into wrestling. I kind of take like five years off and four years on. But it's always comforting to see it referenced like this, like at least in like a, a level, and it just shows how it's permeated culture. Even luchador stuff, which I had an awareness of before I ever saw it, because like, man, didn't Rob Zombie make like a luchador movie? Oh yeah, El Super Beasto. Yeah, like like I don't know. Like, there's a lot of love for this stuff, and um, you probably have endured more wrestling culture than you think you have, even if you hate wrestling, and you. Never hate those references very much. Huh, I wonder why. Just saying. Just saying. And this, again, this looks fucking great and weirdly more like a boss fight in, in Nights into Dreams. Yeah, yeah, um, that's actually a good comparison. And yeah, it, like, there, there are times like looking at the level, it's just like, oh yeah, you can, you know, you turn the camera certain ways and you can tell like, oh, these are just, these black voids are actually just like painted walls sort of. And it starts to feel oddly like a dark ride at Disneyland. Very much so. Yeah. Because yeah, it's all neon. Mm-hmm. It basically looks like a black light. It's like a velvet painting in a black light. Yeah, basically. exactly. Yeah. The exactly. That's definitely. Snow the, White Scary Adventure. Aesthetic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Better look out for El Ovio. Ah, he's coming for us. It's a giant, giant pink bull with what appear to be purple high heels instead of hooves. <laughs> I could be wrong. Stop reading my dream journal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to one that uh, this. I, I was skeptical of this, but it's it's just so sweet. Number two. Well, it's Japanese. There's one Japanese series we tend to bring up a lot in these top fives. It was also on my face the number and... two slot last week. What is this? Wow. This is, well, it's two games. It's mm-hmm. Yakuza 3. Yeah. And then it makes a return, like all good Yakuza side stories, it returns in Yakuza 5. Yeah. With the reference to Kazuma Kiryu. Yeah. As a pro wrestler with so, a dragon-like mask. Yeah, so you told me about this one, and you, I think you mentioned Yakuza 5, and so I was looking that up, and it's just like, yeah, this is, you know, the sounds aren't great here. It's But that, that's that's like a neat story where, like, you meet this uh, drunk guy who tries to start a fight, and it turns out, like, he's a, a washed-up wrestler who's looking to retire, but, like, I have to go out with one big final match. And so you put on this wrestling mask and you, you, you know, fight him in a public exhibition match and uh, he gets to go out on a high note and retire and, oh, he's so grateful. But then, yeah, you told me like, no, 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 look at Yakuza 3 
because that has a much more fleshed out mini story where so in Yakuza 3 Kiryu is the the main Yakuza character is running an orphanage and yeah, yeah. Well, he he runs it in several games but yeah, yeah that's he's true there on but site but now. in this one specifically for the setup sake of setup um and uh two of the kids are like play wrestling at the start of this storyline and one of them tries to do a flying kick at the other one who ducks and the kid like falls on his back and the, the other kid's like, hey, aha, I get to pin you. Yay, I finally won. And then the, the kid who did the flying kick does not move. So yeah, that kid is Taichi, the the one who who did the flying kick, and he call a doctor. The doctor says like, "Oh, he's had a terrible asthma attack. He can't do wrestling anymore." And re- pro- being a pro wrestler is like this little kid's dream, and he's crushed by this. And so Kiryu's second in command, Rikia, gets the idea like, "Why don't we stage a wrestling match for the kids, and that'll lift his spirits." Is, you know, he, he can still watch wrestling, even if he can't be a part of it anymore. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, Ricky, uh, who you can recognize because he's, um, Anarchy! Mm-hmm. Every five seconds yeah. in that fucking game. Yeah. Anarchy! Uh, yeah, so he, he puts on a mask and becomes, uh, Ricky Mask, and <laughs> Kiryu puts one on and becomes Dragon Mask. Yes. And so they're, they, they fight like this. You know, for an audience of several children, uh, they just set up a ring on the beach and start wrestling. And yeah, you can do pro wrestling moves and throws and try to get a pin. Here's a clip. Yeah, just lots of throws, typical Yakuza fight stuff. Um, but then... Once you've done well enough, uh, Ricky gets thrown to the ground and he stealthily pulls out a fork, which <laughs> Taichi sees and springs into action. So yeah, he he the kid jumps into the ring, <laughs> surprises Ricky, does a flying kick right into his face, and while he's yeah. stunned, goes in for a pin, and the referee, who's totally like, "What the fuck is going on?" just decides to count it out. Sure. So yeah, uh, well, that that is pro wrestling to <laughs> exactly, and everybody's happy, and then it, the the doctor runs up, and it turns out like he's not actually asthmatic. He just had a terrible allergic reaction to buckwheat from eating a bunch of soba noodles, and he can't yeah. eat buckwheat anymore, which is right. much better than he can't do wrestling anymore. And he cannot wrestle any buckwheat. No, absolutely not. No. He will die. Yeah. He will get pinned and die. No, but he did get hurt after the match when the guy who was pulling out the fork pulls him aside and says, What the hell do you think you're doing, kid? I just didn't want to have to bust him open hard way, okay? I was just going to get a little juice out of there. Get a crimson mask going on Kiryu. Michael, the hard way is when you draw blood from an opponent mm-hmm. with no blade 
when oh, you hit Lord. them on the head until oh, it busts damn. open. Yeah, Don't the they, hard way. they usually like hide razor blades for for that stuff. They do, right? but you'll occasionally if you see a guy working a guy's skull with his elbow, Oof. which I saw the last couple years on television, like that's a guy opening up someone. Brock Lesnar did it, yeah, on yeah, a pay per view to, Randy, to Orton. Randy Orton. Just damn. boom. It yeah, it's gross. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's gross. job dedication, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why I appreciate wrestling, and I also think. Uh, they should teach wrestling in schools hmm. because I think there's no difference between two little boys this age wrestling and like girls dancing at a slumber party, well, which I'm assuming they do because movies told me they they, they do sort of teach wrestling, but like technical wrestling. I know, wrestling. but it's like it's it's like get the aggression out and it's harmless hmm. and it's fun. Well, and, I think they specifically tell kids not to try this at home, Chris. I don't think you want. <laughs> I'm sure, they kids. do. I'm sure they do, mm-hmm. but in, when I'm president, it'll be taught in school instead of fucking square dancing. Ah, yes. Well, we will wrestle. I, I would much rather have wrestled than than learned square dancing. That's for damn sure. Even on the West Coast, Michael learned fucking square yes, dancing. Yes, yes. Probably came up from white supremacist Oregon history. Yeah, <laughs> never forget that Texas comes up with a curriculum for most schools. Mm. When you learn square dancing growing up in Oregon. <laughs> I mean, I was in Washington, but it's adjacent, Washington. but still. Hey, hey, Michael, I have a question. Is is white supremacist Oregon history locally sourced? Is it mm. grass-fed? Is it, it bespoke? It, yeah, locavores only. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just Oregon is, you know, at least Portland has become so bad. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's move along if Chris is done yelling at the cat. She's being bad! Swearing, there's yelling, there's a walking apocalypse. What game is this? No more hizzles? Uh, well, that might have been a good one for this. Actually, no, this is Saints Row the Third. Saints Row the Third. Oh. Yeah, Saints Row the Third. One of the gangs that you have to take down is the Luchadors, who are headed by Kilbane. And you, you have an in to fight them. Kilbane's former partner, Angel de la Muerte, who was unmasked by Kilbane because Kilbane was jealous of the respect he got from the gang. And when you're a luchador, unmasking might as well be death. So you hate discomfort. That's the sort of weakness the luchadors will capitalize on. Unless you harden up, Kilbane will crush you. But don't worry, I'll chisel you out of diamonds. How? By making you experience the worst pain imaginable. Now come on. It's time for you to play in traffic. Right on. Wait, what? That song is playing in like every wrestling scene in this game. Which is weird. A song from the Karate Kid, mm-hmm. not a wrestling thing. Yeah. Well, it's what they could license, I guess. Uh, yeah, the reason we're, we're trying to avoid not saying Hulk Hogan's name is we don't talk about Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. anymore. He's like Bruno. We don't mm-hmm. talk about Bruno. No. I know, but I was, I, I thought that too, and I was. Wearing a WrestleMania six shirt that Hulk Hogan's not on that I got at Target, and um, yeah, what do you want to say, Ken? And uh, then I realized it's all—it's probably even worse to have Ultimate Warrior on your shirt because hmm. he said like in public racist things, like yeah. knocked MLK <laughs> kind of shit. Um, yeah, yeah, not all wrestlers are great people no, in real life. No, I th- yeah, he also said I think queering don't make the world work. 
That was a yeah, but like him. no one was proposing that, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, I made this car. It works on queering. <laughs> it works. <laughs> <Jesus>. it's, <laughs> it's almost like you old. shouldn't take life or political advice from a man named the ultimate warrior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they were hiring him things. to speak at colleges, which I guess I. I'd enroll to hear that. I want to hear the ultimate warrior. Oh, by the way, that uh, wasn't this his nickname. No, he legally changed yes. his name to Warrior. Oh, God. Warrior. That's ridiculous. Because otherwise, it would be owned by the WWE. That's right. You wouldn't be allowed to use it. Uh, fair point. Fair mm, enough. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Hulkster, the Hulkster's in this. Yeah, Hulkster's in yeah. this. Uh, as Angel Del Muerte, he's a good guy. And uh, you, so this is all building up to a climactic boss fight against Kilbane, the leader of the, this wrestling gang. A, a masked wrestler, by the way. This starts off with you like, okay, I'm gonna keep all the the minor luchador gang members out of the ring so that Angel can get in there and fight Kilbane. And so for the first phase of this fight, you're just sort of running around taking on all these jobbers. And then Angel gets picked up and thrown out of the ring, and all the luchadors descend on him, and then things get real. Oh my god, the angel is out of the ring! I can't believe this, body. This is punishing to watch! The luchadors are manhandling him! This is sick! He's getting kicked around like a sack full of dead puppies! Jeez, wait! The Butcher of Stillwater is making his way towards Angel! How much can one person be expected to... Oh my god! A chainsaw! What the f***? Fatal flaw in the Luchador's plan, Bobby. They didn't account for the murder brawl chainsaw. Well, the they, they announcers really, just take this in stride. I, I just looked up when you said fight kill Bane, and like that seems if Bane was a wrestler in the WWE, that would be on his shirt. Hmm. Fight kill Bane. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, which row is this? The third. This is the, the third, third, although mm-hmm. you could, I could see how you get confused because, like, clearly the devs are fans of pro wrestling because, what, Rowdy Roddy Piper was in four, mm-hmm. I think? Yeah, yeah. And, but then that's that's more like reenacting scenes from They Live. They Live. But right. with, but he, with Rowdy he's in and his, his, Roddy, yeah, his hot his Rod Piper outfit. outfit. Yeah, with yeah. the kilt and everything. <laughs> no one, if no one told you, sorry, Dave Batista, you're almost there. That is the best movie starring a wrestler mm-hmm. ever. Uh, they Live. Please watch it. So at the end of the fight, you finally... Get Kilbane in a headlock, and at that point you have the option to unmask him or to uh, let him keep his identity, and then you get like the, you unlock the Apocalypse, which I think is like it's like Hulk hands that can disintegrate people in one punch. Oh, that was introduced in the third game. Yeah, yeah. No, that is when the, the game went fucking nuts. Oh yeah, totally. It, it's when it went. And I know there's bizarre. only been one other game since then, but it feels like it's had 16 different weird releases. Yeah. Well, the third is the one, I think, where, like, you know, you could be a toilet with uh, dual-wielding Uzis and... Flying an F-14. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and they introduce, like, when one of the first times they showed it off, they're like, all right, so here's a crowd of gang members, rival gang members, uh, we could run in and shoot them, or we could call in a tactical missile strike. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just have those resources at your fingertips. It's kind of neat. But yeah, if you choose to unmask Kilbane, here's what happens. Swear on Kilbane, we're here to make some love. It's like, oh, it's just a guy. Oh, I, I love it when that happens. Mm-hmm. God damn it. 
Like when Lex Luthor took, like, in, in, inhabited Flash and took his mask off and like, aha! I don't know who this is. Yep. Right. <laughs> I, I, I uh, love it when that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I like wrestling. Let's go watch some wrestling. Yeah. All right. Well, we can. But first. No, no, no. Uh, no, What is this? The soundtrack from NES Pro Wrestling with some yes. weird sounds? No, this is a Bobo's Big Adventure. And, uh, you know, tend, tend to try to keep the top fives to games that were, like, commercially released somehow. This was a free parody game. I think it was originally made in Flash that was released on uh, iMockery.com, I think. And uh, But it, it remains one of the best love letters to 8-bit gaming that I have ever seen or played. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it, it, I, I got fully sucked into this again mm. um, after you sent this clip oh, yeah. around. I, yeah, I loved it. it's it's fantastic. It's it's a really surprisingly well designed game. I believe it's still playable out there. Uh, yeah, you can play it. You can play yeah. it in your browser, I believe. Yeah, I think you can play it in the browser. I think you can download it also uh, on PC. But uh, you're playing as a Bobo, the level one boss from Double Dragon. And you're trying to find your son, a Boboy, who has been kidnapped by other video game characters. And uh, you, you, you finally find him and then, like, no, he's actually being impersonated by Amazon, the creature of the Black Lagoon-looking wrestler from Pro Wrestling, which is like an NES It, it was one of the only times title. I saw blood on the NES. Like, uh, Amazon would headbite you, mm-hmm. Blanca style. Yeah. And was also from Brazil. Yep. Hello. Green dudes from Japan. Brazil. That's that's what Brazil sits in the Japanese consciousness. It's like that's oh, where no. creatures oh, from no. the Black Lagoon come from. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's where it's, even though it's shot in my hometown mm-hmm. in uh, Wakulla Springs, Florida, it's set in Brazil, South America. Yeah. Some of it shot there, but most of it shot in Hollywood. and Wakulla Universal Springs, Studios Florida. Hollywood, in fact. They can show yeah. you where the scenes were filmed. But mm-hmm. so So after going through a balloon fight level... Where Amazon is like flying ahead of you with a jetpack, and you unleash the Death Bloom from the last Starfighter to to try and destroy him. You both fall into a wrestling arena, which already has like posters advertising your match outside, and go in and fight him. While you're fighting him, you can kill the ref and the cameraman. You you punch them, they explode. And after you've been beating up on Amazon for a while, a Bobo can unleash his big final finishing move. Which sounds like this. So he is he and he he, he summons yeah he's in order I think Ultimate Warrior mm-hmm. Roddy Piper yes. Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. Yes. I don't know what yes. game that's from because I don't I don't recognize the sprites. I think a couple of them might be there there was like an early WWE pro wrestling but e- but even then it's like I feel like the, the these first, are new sprites. The first WWE game is WrestleMania. Or, or, but WWF WrestleMania. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Re- Undertaker's not in it. So like I I think they made these some of these from scratch. Yeah. And Roddy Piper looks way too good to have been in any. They may game. have made all of them from scratch. Like even that Hulk looks much better than Hulk looked in the the NES yes. games. Yeah. I just I just look because um, on thirty twenty ten uh, thirty years old is WWF Super WrestleMania, mm. technically the sequel to the first NES game, uh, WWF game, and it it looks way better than this game 
But I don't know. I, I love uh, the Bobo's Adventure, man. Yeah. I, I just went to their website. It, their last update was almost 10 years ago to the day. Wow. <laughs> but it's still there, and that's what counts. It is still there. Uh, but, yeah, each of, the, each of the wrestlers do, like, a signature move. Uh, like even Undertaker, when he like slams Amazon, he like, you know, lays him on his back with his like hands folded over his chest. And then like Hulk Hogan comes in and does his thing. And then, uh, a Bobo finally moves in, grabs him and, uh, jumps into the stratosphere. Literally goes up to the moon, comes back down, fireball ignites around them as, as friction kicks in. So yeah, they crash through the stadium roof into the ring and like about a foot above the ring, they just stop and, and you hear the, the ticking clock and then they crash through and a giant, like Akira style nuclear explosion expands from them and destroys the entire stadium. And then Amazon falls into a hole created in the middle of the ring and gets stabbed by Mega Man spikes and like, now it's Mega Man level. Now it's a, a Flash Man's level mm-hmm. and all, all the... Little bar. I watched this for like minutes after Michael sent this to me. I'm like, damn, I got to play this again. <laughs> it's um, so good. I never finished it because it was. It used to be at every con. Uh, their website even like tells you how to build a little arcade. Oh wow, a mini arcade for yourself. So I encourage people to go there. I love this game. It was made to never be profited on <laughs> and and totally unsellable forever. Uh, you can play it for free. You can still donate to the guys. I love the Newgrounds guys. Goddamn. Yeah. Love the iMockery guys. Man. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. Um, but it's wonderful. We should move on so we can talk about uh, actual WWE stuff and, and more Elden Ring and a bunch of other stuff. So we're going to do that. We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we'll have some new releases, some news, other things. Stay tuned. <laughs> Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash lasertime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No, we're just out of a screening of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm here with the most knowledgeable man I know in the field of all things Spider-Man, Chris Baker. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you're too kind. Thank you, Chris. I couldn't get tickets at all for the Thursday screening. As the Spider-Man tickets sold out real fast, crashed AMC's website. And I asked around, does anybody want to see Spider-Man at 1 p.m. on Friday? Because <laughs> it's like, I'm not dodging spoilers again. I'm just not. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with you again right. on Saturday whenever you can do it, but I'm going to experience this fresh. Super important to me. And I'm, I like that the hype for this movie was like through the roof. But when I saw Endgame... I think it, I was talking to you about it. Like, I didn't... The trailer only showed, like, the first 40 minutes of the movie. I had no no idea what oh, yeah, Endgame yeah. was even going like, to be about. Time travel and all that was, like, completely left right. out of the... I, I, yeah. I, I read your movie sites and all that stuff, but I'm really good at avoiding spoilers. But, like, dude, the Spider-Man stuff just crept over into everything. And when I finally walked out of the movie, I'm like, 
Yeah, other than the post-credit scene, like that, all of that, all of that was spoiled for me. Like naturally on Facebook, man, they broke through. I got hit by every spoiler. It was still it, you need to see it, even if it's been spoiled. It, certain details have been spoiled for you. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com/slash LaserTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we're just going to dive straight into that segment that we love, that Stop I love going. and you love to call. Elden Ring came out last week, but we're going to talk that about it. That intro anyway. almost took longer than the intro movie to Gran Turismo 7, Michael. Oh, come on. God. The unskippable seven-minute intro video what? to that game. Jesus. Oh, my God. Really? We'll get there. We got to talk Elden Ring yeah, first, because I, I heard you Elden want to get some rings off two, your chest. Two weeks old, two week old games, but uh, this is like 90% of what my Twitter feed is right now, and people talking about Elden Ring. And it's 90% of my life right now. I've been, I've, I just passed the 48-hour mark playing through the game, which I know to a lot of people listening right now is like, pfft, amateur. I, but I, I was reading a couple, like, post reviews from people who reviewed the game that's about all the time they had to review the game oh my god uh, yeah. we, we call the 48 hour mark the nolte murphy line you can just call it that guys <laughs> Never. i'm not gonna say the n-word anywhere near as many times as that movie does <laughs> holy shit that's a 48 hours reference please people yeah. yeah come on our audience is smart they can figure that out come mm-hmm. on Unless they choose to destroy us. Because I'm only saying that because I don't really ever use Twitter. And you know, like when you update your apps and shit, you just hit update on your phone. Like every time the Twitter app will default to notifying me about nothing. About nothing. <laughs> just, uh, were you curious what people were saying about the Batman? Like, no. <laughs> like, why am I getting a notification for this? And then it, it brought up Elden Ring. And I was just like, I am so glad I don't use Twitter on a regular basis. This is like fascinating, but not helpful. And like just kind of an evil, a thing designed to get you mad. It's because that's what social media is. And like Facebook takes all the shit, but Twitter never does. And there was like, there's so, I think on both sides, if there could be both sides to talking about Elden Ring, toxicity Mm. all over the place in a way like, and I know I sound like your fucking grandparents, but I read a lot of it. And uh, I was pretty shocked that, like, the discourse for this game that I really like a lot. Like, it might be one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, a mm-hmm. game that all three of us have, I think, declared as maybe one of the best. Yeah. Maybe one of our favorite games. To me, I, one, I, maybe I might one of the best be games ever able to call it made. one of the best games of all time. Like, every yeah. all that glowing shit I said about Breath of the Wild. Like, what if Breath of the Wild actually had more than three boss types? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Was, like, was would... prettier and had more going on under the hood? And, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't take an apple and throw it into a fire and have a cooked apple in Elden Ring, but does the, my character really need to eat food? No. Yeah, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a great cooking show, but there's about as many fucking ingredients. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, I'm not buying those cookbook pages anymore. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, you, well, you find a ton of those around. Don't there. even but no, need I, them. I think I was telling you guys, like, you can't compare an older game to a newer game, but I was saying this, yeah, I think it's way better than Breath of the Wild, but because it has the luxury of, you could tell when they were designing their open world, they kind of took notes on what Breath of the Wild yeah. did with the exploration and stuff. It, it draws a lot from that. Yeah, it, it, but it's like Breath of the Wild if it was combat-focused. Because mm. you're pretty much walking in any direction into some unforeseen combat area, and the, the drop in your stomach that occurs is an emotional 
reaction I don't ever remember seeing from not only games, but especially never an open world game. If, if this is an open world game and so is GTA, I don't see how they're the same in any way anymore. Like what, what from has done here is fulfill the dreams. I think I had playing the original Zelda of just walking into a backyard of ugly madness. And it is wonderfully ugly, by the way, everything people keep calling them. There's some vistas in the game that are beautiful, but like every character design and everything that game is so fucking ugly. I love it. I love it. Unappealing on purpose. I, I've started, like, I feel guilty when I avoid combat in Elden Ring, but it is, it mm. is starting to become necessary because, like, every so often mm. you will hit an enemy where it's just like, okay, I'm going to fire off my most powerful spell. Uh, oh, it, like, took a tiny sliver off your yeah. health bar. I'm going to run <laughs> away and come back later. Don't worry. I got you. I got, I'll see you again, but yeah. it won't be right now. Then there are times when, like, I, I just, like, snuck past this area because, like, I don't want to fight two fucking tree sentinel bosses right now. Yeah. Fuck that very much. Uh, I just oh, want yeah. to get oh, to that, the... That, that gate? Yeah. I just <laughs> want to get to the grace site that I know is past here. By the way, bosses that... It, unless you take them both out, they disappear. Uh, I took one out, went back to the fire to heal before fighting the other one, and the other one had reappeared. I'm like, God bosses aren't it. supposed to reappear in a Souls game. No. So I'm guessing I was only half done yeah, well, with that Well, you'd only finished fight. half the boss. That's yeah. part of the thing I like about it. The things, some of the complaints I have about Souls games were semi-addressed. Like it is a little easier, and the horse alone really helps you. Like the the whole thing in a Souls Torrent. game is feeling out how bosses work, and you can really do that on the back of the horse. You can learn everybody's moves and everybody's tells from a distance. Yeah. Tor- Torrent makes a little uh, some a lot of things too easy, actually, if you're willing to be patient yeah. and just kind of do little chip damage as you ride by and hit. I keep calling it the drive-by. There's uh, mm-hmm. that yeah. that first boss I only killed by sprinting back and forth and slashing it at yeah. like level thirty. But it, I mean that only works on the field bosses, right? Because most yeah. of the dungeon bosses, or almost all the dungeon bosses, you're not going to have Torrent. Well, no, they take away the horse for a reason, but mm-hmm. like there's yeah. there's so many more forgiving aspects that weren't in uh, the Souls games. More health, uh, more more easier easier ways to heal, multiple ways to heal, yeah. uh, way easier to warp, way easier to, to fast travel. Like I think the biggest innovation we talked about, we were all chatting, and I think it was you, Chris, who made it. It's an excellent way of putting it is like, in previous Souls-like games, if you got stuck, because they were mostly linear, you either banged your head against it and Mm -hmm. practiced until you could get through a thing and got good or you backtracked to grind a bunch so you could power it up enough to then kind of brute brute force your way through it what this game is like oh you're not good enough for this part yet Uh, just go somewhere else and do something else you don't need to backtrack that's the only thing that's become hard in the game for me is that i've backtracked so much that now there are areas like where the fuck was this guy Mm -hmm. uh and, and and like i I think I may have made a mistake. I found a place to grind. It's warp to the War Master Shack, go to the right, and you can cut down like four giants, get like 5,000 runes in two minutes. Oh, no. The better place, if you're a little higher level, go to the Dragon Barrows, and there's those oh. weird dog T-Rexes. I, yes. I, I just I just got there, but I'm, I'm, I'm personally having a difficult time with them. But I never really cared about like especially when you lose souls that was a much bigger deal when you didn't have a fucking car you could haul yeah. ass <laughs> over and pick yeah. them up again yeah, yeah but it, it's the it's the first souls to to that point that uh you don't you don't have to backtrack and grind you can just like i'm just going to fuck off somewhere else i've never been and yeah. find a bunch of new bosses and just sort of sharpen my teeth on them for well, a little I, while I, but i i i it used to be 
a huge fucking gambit to go back and get your shit. You mm-hmm. would have to slice your way down oh, a yeah, thin yeah. path yeah. of enemies. Whereas here, like, dude, just burn rubber like around them. Go get your shit. It's like almost. I've only lost so like runes twice, and that was like right. severe mm-hmm. accidents and brazenness on my part. That's why on the last show I was saying the open world segments, you are, it's way easier to get your souls, but also it's very, it's much easier to survive than a traditional souls-like yeah. linear path. The dungeons and the, the legacy dungeons, the big ones, and then even the little pocket dungeons are much more traditional souls, but like, so like when people talk about, oh, this is an easier game, I'm like, well, no, it just has a bit of a reprieve from the normal souls pace. In the yeah, open it, world, but once you're once you're in a dungeon, it's souls. It know? doesn't trap you in a dead end where you're guaranteed to lose your souls, which mm-hmm. happened a yeah. lot for me. Like I just can't beat this boss. I I have never said as many times I have in every, every other Souls game. I'm in the wrong area. I shouldn't be here yet. Yeah, because but I have and I have this giant smile on my face. I don't understand people who say it's hard or uh, punishing. When I get killed, it's hilarious. And I, I'm typically there's been one boss where like Jesus I've done this for like an hour now and I can't get anywhere close to a, a quarter of their life I should, fuck I'm getting frustrated otherwise it's just yeah turn around go do something else mm-hmm. and I, I don't know of any other game like that when that happened in like Breath of the Wild is the only game I can compare this to and when you get to like your first like what's his nuts the Cyclops thing you can't turn around and go grind and get better and find better weapons and appro- approach them no you just like kind of wait it out and get good at that one boss. This game isn't actually asking you to do that. That said, Elden Ring tends to like polarize people, like best game ever to like fuck this game. It's mm. not uh user friendly. It it's uh what do you call it? Uh what's the A word? I forget. Accessibility. Accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Yeah. it's not very accessible. And like dude, both those people can be right. And I, I was I, I was just reading Twitter and like even developer Twitter was like, Jesus Christ, there's like no thought to UI or UX in this game at all. And then the response is like, yeah, pussy, fuck you. And like, you're wrong. He's right. And I love the game. Uh, there are some there's some things in this game that aren't fucking cute. I sent you guys this organically like after 25 hours, I found the tutorial. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, we know. Because it's just like everybody knows. And like, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. There were moves I didn't know I could do. Yeah. Kotaku wrote an article all about it. People mm-hmm. were, yeah, that, that particular part of the game where it's like, go right to go to the t- tutorial, go left to actually go to the open world. A lot of people accidentally just go left and never find the what tutorial. Do you mean, the, the, the f- to go to the tutorial means to drop into a hole you yeah. don't know if you can survive yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. that was one of the first memes that I saw spread about around the game is like just a shot of that opening area. And like, you know, arrow pointing down like combat tutorial. And then like, you know, you just see these gleaming steps with a big arched door that like draws your eye and like you're supposed to go that way. And it's like the the rest of the game. Yep. And that's that's an intentional choice from the developers. And I, I know Souls fans, which I include myself among, champion that because you secretly know what it is. But sometimes you guys sound like asshole jazz fans who refuse to help anyone get into this thing you like. And it's it's gross. I thought I thought well, the disc, some of the discourse I saw was fucking disgusting. I, I think, you know, I, I was looking at an IGN editor talking about, like, why do people get so uh, defensive when people criticize the difficulty? And naturally, people were getting defensive about it in the comments. But, like, I, I, I was thinking about it. It's like, I think that for a lot of us, if I'm being charitable... 
I, I don't think any, a lot of people like, uh, Souls games immediately. Like, I feel yeah. like there's always that sort of learning curve where, like, this is really hard. I don't know what I'm doing. What the fuck is this game? It's very pretty, but this is kicking my ass. And then you sort of get to this point where it clicks and it's suddenly like seeing through the matrix where like you mm -hmm. understand what the game is trying to tell you. You mm -hmm. start to understand all these little tells from the bosses or these subtle hints that are, you know, built into the, the level design and you, you, you get a, a sense for it. And I think a lot of people want people to discover that. It's like, because this is a game that you can play wrong. It's, it is possible. Yeah. It's like, no, you're coming at it wrong. You're butting your head against a wall. You don't understand. And, and maybe to, to a degree, that's the game's fault. It is, I, I think. But, but also like, you know, you, you, you do know that a lot of these people who are saying like, this isn't for me. It's too hard. It's like, but if you were just doing it the right way, you would love it. Uh, and I, and, I think and, that and, drives part of the sentiment. And then I think someone else pointed out that like, Oh, they're defensive because if they, they think that if enough people complain about the difficulty that from software will make it easier like every other game. But they did. Yeah, they kind of did. Elden Ring is kind of easy compared and to previous And I feel like the, the experience is so enriching. And I say that as a Monster Hunter fan. Hmm. And Monster Hunter fan was meant to be done with local co-op. And I value that experience. Um where people like you have to like oh uh, wave at the balloon up there and I'll show you the location of the boss and then craft a paintball and hit the boss with the paintball and then you can track him out on the map. Game never tells you that, or maybe in later games they tell you that like while talking to an NPC that you're skipping mounds and mounds of dialogue through and you don't you miss a vital game point. This game never does that, and I'm just here to say it's not fucking cute. And Monster Hunter did that and doesn't do that anymore. And the second it stopped doing that. Everybody liked Monster Hunter. There was no question about how accessible Monster Hunter was. It, it retained its core gameplay and was instantly better as a result of like not hiding crafting secrets from you in the game, not making it something you had to look up on the side. I, I, I was butting my head up against something I'm like, I want to try some ranged weapons. I, in no Souls games do I use arrows or magic. Right. And I'm, I'm, I am not only, I don't want to look online that, cause for me, Sometimes that's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. I don't want to cheat. I don't want spoilers. And I'm trying to figure out, like, just how to equip magic. And, like, this is literally impossible unless you start as a magic class or you go and read online how to do this. And, and then Michael said two sentences to me. I'm like, why was that so hard that Michael could say two sentences to me, like, what I'm supposed to do here, what I'm supposed to equip, and where I'm supposed to equip it? That's dumb. And I, I know players, like are laughing and smiling. <laughs> you didn't know how to do it. I'm like, you're assholes. That's your record store employees in the mm -hmm. fucking nineties. And you're going to go extinct when you find out this is not a substitute for a personality. It's so cute. And how you think California rolls are sushi. <laughs> yes. You're again, it's, it's, it's just, I've, I've never seen such awful discourse around one of the greatest things I've ever played in my entire life. And, and, and the game's not without criticism. I, if you didn't, I feel terrible about how much I shit on Horizon just because it had things I don't like in it because it's an immaculate game. But fuck, do I like Elden Ring so much better than Horizon? And it deserves to like dip a little bit for releasing so close to it because it is it cannot hold a candle. Everything I like about Horizon is done so much better in Elden Ring. Come on, put Horizon on sale. That's all I'm <laughs> holding out hope for, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. But Elden Ring is is wonderful. But like. Multiple people are right. There's a charm to the game that I, I sort of don't want them to change things. The same way I don't want 
David Lynch or like if he were alive, Ed Wood to change. Yeah. I appreciate your style, but I also don't want this to be every game style. I don't want developers to learn the wrong lessons from this. And there were de- there were people who could have taught Ed Wood to be better, <laughs> to make his movies better. And he would have reached a bigger audience. And he would have pleased more people. And I think the Souls games sort of need that too. I think they've, they've mistaken cryptic withholding as a, a, a feature. And it's not a feature. It's it's rude and it's cruel. And like, I'm a fan. I was enjoying myself more than ever. And I just wanted to fuck around with a different class. And it, like, it, it's literally not told to you in the game. Didn't you guys say there's like a hidden tutorial somewhere? It, buried in the menus haha ha, another hilarious if you joke. go to the last page of your inventory you will find a bunch of tutorial uh like just and, and you can tutorials. apparently pause the game by pressing the wrong map button because the map button that brings you into the map isn't the button that brings you out of the map which is like just like bad ui and it's not funny mm. it's not funny it's not cute uh, yeah, it's like, on, just, on the one hand, I can't stop playing this game. I really want to be it. playing it now. You should all really appreciate that we're recording this show instead of playing the game right now. Uh, I, I, I don't want to do anything else. On the other hand, it is kind of annoying. Every time I'm in a tight spot in battle, I have to hit down on the D-pad five times to bring up my heel. And then sometimes I get the cerulean tears instead of the crimson tears. And uh, then I'm totally fucked. And it's I find that bizarre because you're playing on PC. And yeah. Like, this shouldn't be an issue. This I mean, be an issue I play with all. a gamepad on PC. The bigger issue on PC is that it keeps crashing. And again, this is a testament to how much I love the game. I was trying to like figure out like what makes it crash because I don't see anyone talking about this. So it mm. just must be somehow my rig is fucking up. And it finally, it's like it is. I looking at the logs, like it has crashed twenty four times since Whoa. I started playing it. Well, like every I time I play that. it, it crashes at least once. And I, I'm shocked on a PS five level. It has not crashed at all, ever. Because mm. yeah. every PS5 game I've ever played, including Horizon, has crashed hard, often. To its credit, when it crashes, it's pretty good about just, like, I'm I'm back to where I was, like, a few seconds before the crash. It, it, I'm right. not even near a site of grace. I'm just standing there. But the game still does that Mr. Rossetti thing where it chimes me, like, you should turn the game off properly or it might not right. save your progress. Well, that's your fault, isn't it? I didn't, I didn't crash. It was four in the morning and my, I think my internet cut out because they were doing Oof. some kind of maintenance for 40 seconds and it, and the game treated it like a crash. Like just my internet cutting out. Like the internet's out. You can't play the game anymore. <laughs> just shut it. Boom. Shut it down in a way I could never do manually. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I, I told you guys, like, I like playing in online mode because you can see the messages and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Although, like, have the message. I'm so Watch tired out of the for right. terrible jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah try finger butthole. Ha ha. Look familiar? No. Did I play it all the souls? Time games? for Shut jumping up. next to a cliff surrounded by blood stains. As much as I, I do enjoy seeing the messages and sometimes they even give you tips and stuff. I'm like, if you play in offline mode. You can on, on Xbox at least. I'm assuming PS5 is the same way. You can go just into suspend state, and yeah. then when you quick resume on Xbox, like it just takes you there. It doesn't. It, whereas if you're playing in online mode and you do that, and you go back, it boots you because you're connected online, and and they're like, oh, so yeah, sorry, yeah. You, you can't just go away from keyboard when you're connected online on console. That's not a feature. Like any every game has figured this out. Like it, it's not a feature. You can go offline temporarily and pause a fucking game. It's yeah. not a feature. Yeah, so I, I hate seeing people out there 
bashing legitimate criticisms of Elden Ring because there are legitimate criticisms of Elden Ring. Sure. It is needlessly stupid in a way that I maybe the developers think are hallmarks of the series, or maybe they just don't feel like they need to fix these things like other games have. Either way, I think there's there's somewhere there's something in between and and but I've just I've never seen people so nasty and rude and just a couple of things you even send her I fucking hate Twitter so much. And there were just certain game people who had like I don't like Souls games and this didn't do anything for me and I have an opinion. I'm like, well, your opinion's wrong. Mm. Like, it, it, it's just wrong and, and no one asked you to have an opinion on a thing you don't know about. Like, just relax. What is with this game? Why is it causing so many people to be <laughs> shitheads? It's a 10. It's one of the best games of all time. It's a 10. And those games are always going to have discourse. You know? It's my game of the year and up until this point is my game of the 2020. I, I think, though, a lot of people see 10 and, like, I, I've seen this exact opinion spouted online. It's like they think 10 means... This is the best game that everyone should play. And like, no, you know, this, it's, it's the best game of this type. Uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's an amazing, I'm not going to say flawless, but I'm definitely going to say the, the pluses outweigh the minuses by a pretty huge margin. Yes. And this isn't always the format for me to, it's not a, I'm not doing a review here. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorite gaming experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Same. And, I don't really, I'm not under the pressure to review this and make you understand that, but you should understand what I'm saying. It's one of the best gaming experiences I've had in my entire life. I am not being hype. How many times have I said that doing the show with you guys for years? This it's reminds me of last year when Michael and I couldn't shut up about RE Village, like yeah. the amount we were going back and forth <laughs> yeah. in the chat about that game. Now Chris is, is chiming in because we're all playing the game. We, mm -hmm. we rarely all play a game to completion at the same yeah. time and we're and I don't it. think I'll play this to I, I really feel like I'm almost 40 hours in and I got the game a week after you guys and um, I just want to say I was doing research for 30 2010 we were talking about the 20th anniversary of the shield I'm like oh I'll watch the shield's first episode while I wander, wander around the land between uh, and watch the shield's first episode this to ex explain my binge I went to bed. The shield was in season three, uh, and I had still been playing Elden Ring in one <laughs> in one sitting. That's not uh, during all legs. of that. <laughs> yeah, take breaks. I, I got through two seasons of a 2002 show before I thought Elden Ring was worth putting down. Like I, I was sweaty and dirty, and wow. I could not get enough of it. It, it. Like every part of it was surprising, rewarding, smiling, inducing. I never. There was only one boss. I got frustrated. Like I'll just fuck, I can't do this. I'll come back. Everything else was like surmountable or just like this game is telling me I'm not ready yet. I'll just back out, put a marker on the map and remember to come back here. And, and now there's kind of too many markers of things I keep meaning to come <laughs> yeah. back to. Yeah, same problem that uh, Breath of the Wild had. But, but it's, I, I love, I, 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 I had the great experience. I have nowhere else to tell the story of going over to a friend's house who is a, a Souls newbie. And he is, he was, hitting his head up against the wall because like I gotta kill this first boss the guy right in front of me like no no that is not how this works I didn't kill that dude until 20 hours in uh, and no I intentionally ran from him And but like the game is you remember they're still they point you in directions and he's just like well I guess that's the direction I gotta go in why am I not playing this right and like it's the, it was that Monster Hunter experience but Monster Hunter was geared to like bring people together and talk about the game where they don't really mm -hmm. 
the best tutorials I've had of Dark Souls are other people in my house. Yeah. And also, I didn't think it was that big a deal. He's like, you try and beat this boss. I'm like, I'll beat this boss in a fucking second. One class for you, I got this. He was playing on a 1080p television on a PS4. That thing sounded like it was going to fucking explode. Mm, and I'm, I'm not a frame rate person, but it's like, oh my god, there's something I can't play as well with this frame rate. I really can't. Uh, shit. I think that might have something to do with it as well. If you're playing on like a last gen system, it might look and play a little differently. Hmm. It felt Can like he... it did for me. I, I, I like I did. This, I played both within a few hours, like within an hour of one another. It felt like it was drastically different, and it was harder to play. By the way, that first boss is a tutorial. He, that is yeah. them trying to teach you that there are things don't in the fight open me. world you need to come back to later. Yeah, don't maybe. fight me. You can go in any direction, but it also like the only thing it points you towards are things you can't beat. Mm. Yeah. Which, again, funny. I just laughed. Not cute. Not great game design. Yeah. But see, but that's going back to the point of uh, no. You you have to play it to the point where something clicks and you understand it. You you know that there are people out there who's like this was way too hard because their experience was just they went in the direction they were being told yeah. to. Yes. They got they probably got killed a bunch of times. They fought Margaret. They hit a brick wall. They're like, what the fuck is this? This isn't yes. fun. I'm just the, I'm just dying over and over again. I don't feel like I have a chance here. What am I supposed to do? The only guidance the game gives you is an intentionally wrong, and you're supposed to figure that out. And I feel like that's not cute anymore. I don't like that. I think that's stupid because there's plenty of this game to enjoy. Even if, like, a Monster Hunter villager, how Monster Hunter works now, told you, like, ah, you're not having trouble with that guy? Explore the land. Maybe you'll build yourself up and capture some, uh, get some items along the way. That's what they would say. That's all you have to say. And everyone would get it. This game doesn't. I don't think it's very cool anymore. I really don't. Because uh, everybody should play this game. And it's set up in a way where they can't. Hmm. So, yeah. I love this game more than any other game I've ever played. But fuck the people who are outrageous and mean online about it. You know what I don't think is cool anymore? What? Gran Turismo. <laughs> speaking of impenetrably hard and no tutorial. Speaking of a game I shouldn't have an opinion on. Speaking of, speaking of games that the developer refuses to change them. No, I'm I'm actually teasing. Um, I had lost my love of Gran Turismo games for quite some time. Like I didn't feel like five or six it delivered for me. Um, I I jumped out at four. Yeah. Yeah. Most people after a spec. Right. But, Mm -hmm. um, they, they, to me had just become like the, the game that took itself way too seriously about being a driving simulator, even though it really is arcadey. Um, like it's, it's the, it is the realest thing on consoles to actual driving. Although I don't know, maybe drive club and those games have surpassed. Don't know. didn't play those. But, um, so I, I kind of like, ah, I prefer like, you know, Forza Motorsport even is more arcadey, but Forza Horizon, that, that is so my cup of tea with no, racing I mean, games, I, right? It just, um, when I reviewed Forza Horizon, I thought it was a breath of fresh air after playing that PS3 concept, that, what was it, that $20 Metal Gear demo that they did it with Grand Turismo because it wasn't We're ready yet. Are you talking GT Sport for PS3 No, I think 4, that, that was actually the last game. I don't remember what it was called, but it was just like, this isn't fun. Yeah. This is too simmy. It's not arcadey. And Forza was like, we want it appeal to Gran Turismo players, but we want the gameplay to appeal to everyone. And I made hyper note of that in my review. For It was the first game I ever gave a 10 out of 10. 
So Forza has been doing that since three, Forza Motorsport three, whereas Gran Turismo has stuck by its laurels. And for like by the time we get to Horizon five, like how are these the same genre? It it is so that's the thing. I had I kind of you know wasn't liking the simmy stuff, but this is my long way of going around to say I actually sort of like what this game is doing. I it oh. still takes itself way too seriously. I wasn't kidding earlier. It has an unskippable seven minute opening video that you don't even get to, by the way, until this is one of those games. It says it's ready to start and it dumps you in a menu and says we have to download the rest of the game. Ah, but we have good <laughs> news. We have this special mode we created just for this way. It's a it's a mode where you're driving to like music and you're trying to, it's like outrun basically. You're trying, you get extensions to the music time by hitting, uh, milestones, which of course you hit because it's super easy. But it is a mini game because the game takes so long to get started. And then this game does that. But when you're finally through the onboarding experience, which takes a long time in this game, it's really pleasant. It has, Michael, there might be a, a name for this in Japanese. It's got that like Japanese cafe pleasant and culture to it like it plays classical music like mm-hmm. literally there is a, an area in the game called the cafe which is where they give you the campaign missions a guy gives you these menu books and says here go collect these cars or whatever right, and it's yeah. it's it's got that very pleasant feel to it and this is a series as much as the the forza series they love cars they, they love their car porn mm-hmm. gran turismo is like the way i described it to you guys was gran turismo games are about appreciating the artistry and the amazing feat of engineering that cars are, right? Like cars are these amazing yes. things. They're about appreciating cars. Forza is about appreciating driving Gameplay. those cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the and and I know I know Grand Turismo is like, oh, we're the driving simulator, we're the most realistic. I'm like, yes, but Forza makes it more fun. Even in their semi game, it's more fun to that, drive that's, that's these all, cars. Having having asked at the time, like, well, the series sells. Buku in Japan and uh, Europe, Europe, Europe were loves it. not like not even fifty percent of people have cars. Like mm. it's just not a thing here. We there's a lot of ways to mass commute, so it's not just for car porn. It is like wish fulfillment for yeah. Oh yeah. All the all the sports cars are made in Europe, but most people in Europe mass commute <laughs> and recreated down to the finest detail. The, the the one stitch of carbon fiber that is on the real car is going to be in that game car, mm-hmm. and you can zoom in on it and whatever. But like, that's the thing is is these cars drive. They sound authentic. Um, but there's other stuff around the game though that kind of takes away from that authenticity. So this is a racing game, but the AI is like they're not racing you they're just kind of on their track you can just tell they're just i'm just doing my thing and i'm just going in my neat little racing line here it's not like for in forza you feel like dudes rubbing up against you right or like dudes are trying to beat you and slingshot past you this game has none of that it's like once you pass the robots on their ai path as long as you can not you know burn out you will win that race because no one's coming up from behind there, there's like very little stakes to the racing, at least on easier difficulties, because of it. It's, it's, it's got to so be the odd. beginning. Because, I mean, I'm not the Gran Turismo expert. I haven't played the last four entries. But their rubber banding AI is notorious for being the fucking worst. You need to force... The, unlike races in real life that it's representing, the only way to win those races, for me, was typically to force that dude to, like, take a wheel in the grass. Otherwise, he, he literally would, like, no, this is my best driving line, and I will merge into you and I will not have the same physics as your car 
it's the worst AI I've seen ever is in Gran Turismo games. So I I wonder if that's an answer to that. Like, we'll, we'll just have them back off you. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, now at this point, the AI just kind of looks like, yeah, we are all on a track. Hmm. And it's not like a racing feel thing, at least in the early game. Could be this. Di- I mean, I just have it on normal difficulty. I just put everything in the middle. Mm. It's like, you know, the, the earliest difficulties. Like, if you've never played a driving game, the middle ones. It says like, oh, if, if you have familiarity with, dri- with driving games, and the last ones like, if you're a driving game expert, and that's where like all the assistance yeah, is turned off. So I didn't want to do your that. car in between races. It's so fun. Well, that's still here, and they still have the tuning, and that's always been yeah. one of the things that that brings people to Gran Turismo and. Yeah, I mean, if you I want mean, to play just around, and saying with Elden Ring, like no weapon deterioration, and oh yeah, uh, oh so good. Like I did not yeah. miss that at all. But this thing, so you know, part part of the appeal here is the how photorealistic everything looks, and and again, the cars, absolutely. There's something about the environments. It's like this. It's like the color filter they put over the world makes it look more gamey than than realistic. Um, yeah, it, but uh, the cars themselves look amazing. So. If you're there for, like, amazingly detailed recreations of actual cars and you want more of a sim thing, I mean, I think it's great. The other thing I have to remember is, like, I'm comparing an Xbox franchise to a Sony franchise and not everyone's as fortunate as us to have both platforms. This so, like, true. this this is your – this is going to be the best racing experience on Sony, especially if you're into a simmy thing. So, so pick it up if – you know, it's a good – version of Gran Turismo, which I felt had lost its way a little bit. Like, I like the cafe and having missions to pull off and stuff like that. Like, yes, it's not as much of a campaign as, like, Forza Horizon 5, but again, I don't want to make... Those are those an apples-to-orange comparison, because one's meant to be more of an arcade sure. game, so... Yeah, it's, it's very it's very good. Well, speaking of arcade Sims, uh, tell me about WWE 2K22. You played a bit of that. Yeah, that's a that's a great way of describing this game, by the <laughs> way, because it is like yeah, the sim wrestling game, but it's very arcadey. Um, so here's the thing: I think we all know the story. This is the the return of the WWE 2K series after they skipped a year because there had been so much negative backlash about 2K20. Um, and so this was supposed to be the big return to them. Um. And I will just say this up front, like if, well, first up, first I'll say I got, I got a free copy of this game from, from a friend. Full of the show, disclosure. So. Yeah. Full disclosure. Um, if you were hoping that time off would be kind of like a reboot with an all new fighting engine and stuff like that, like almost like what Assassin's Creed came back as with Origin, mm-hmm. you will probably be disappointed because this is what it feels like more like to me is I think people for the most part like WWE 2K19. The one right before everything kind of went wrong. Like, um, this just feels like they went back to like the 19 years. There is some stuff they have made like much easier to understand during fights. Like used to be like you had to memorize like some bullshit. Like you had to, it was, it was worse than Madden in terms of like, well, what button will make me climb a turnbuckle? What, what button gets me back in the ring? Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot more intuitive stuff of like, if you want to get back in the ring, just run toward the ring and it'll mm-hmm. auto slide you in there. You know, it, getting kicking out of pins you can now do the thing i always do in these wrestling games you can button mash to kick out there's no like crazy timing mechanics so they've they've tweaked the feel but it's not like this isn't like an all-new fighting engine it it just feels like okay they they course corrected from where 20 had gone the look of the wrestlers in the arenas is amazing 20 got knocked for for some of the appearance of the wrestlers but these models all look great the model the models were long in the tooth before the one that got knocked by the way they revamped the visuals for this one like the models are are pretty solid looking but i did try the showcase mode and this year it's all about Rey mysterio and his career 
And the opening fight, it's amazing. It's it's an old WCW match with him and Eddie. I was going to say, can you throw him into a trailer like Hulk Hogan? Well, this this thing, like, what I love, and the showcase has done this for a while, it seamlessly transitions between just showing you old video, like archive footage of the match, to the the simulated version in the game. Why did that take so long? But the models, the models, you know, obviously they're not super photorealistic, but it's a, it's real enough where you're like, okay, that's a great seamless yeah, transition. As a fan, that's what you want to do, and I'm just surprised mm-hmm. it took them that long to do that. And that's and awesome. in those matches, they have like the little like goals you're trying to accomplish that would actually recreate the match, right? So it's like, oh, at this point, you know, he hit uh, at six one nine or whatever, and then you have to do that, and then if you accomplish all of the objectives, you get rewarded extra bonus after the match. Showcase is great, great fun. The last one of these I really loved was the Stone Cold Steve Austin one. Um, so, but this one's, this one's fun. For these, I think your mileage varies a little bit depending on how much you like that wrestler. I mean, Rey Mysterio, a very likable guy, but, uh, I, I, I quite enjoy it. The other one I, I played around with is, it's the, my, it's the creator wrestler mode. It's called My Drive in this. And, um, so I've created myself and I navigate your own narrative wrestling. Yeah, that's I right. <laughs> I went into the, the, uh, NXT training center or the, uh, sorry, the WWE performance center. And, uh, I have the road dog, Jesse James and, uh, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels as the trainers there. The most unrealistic thing about this game is Shawn Michaels has all his hair. Uh, I was just going to say, I was going to say he really, he really does look. Being drug free, he looks more methy than ever right now. <laughs> he's just aged. He's he's an yeah. older man, not an old man. But anyway, so um, so I'm in there going through the story mode, and it's kind of like, oh, you accept this person's text or Twitter challenge of you for a match, and then you fight them in the match, and that's kind of fun. And I have like the WWE recruiters coming to see me. Um, I'm really enjoying it uh, with the version I got. I got a bunch of like. Uh, upgrade points you know for the character already and so like i was already able to start with like a level 85 character so i, was pretty- I think as the laser time community pointed out they even recreated the pandemic era thunderdome where they couldn't have yeah with all the, uh, the pictures of people right. yeah yes yeah. and you can see dave in the thunderdome and nice. just play the thunderdome he's in there one of the things that i have to point out is um chris you're probably familiar with kind of what's been going on with wwe and, and all the talent changes right and, and the changes of, well the layoffs they've been they've yeah. just been letting a lot of wrestlers go within the past year so this came i want to say someone counted it's like 20 percent of the roster Yeesh. is no longer with wwe and some of them aren't recent right some of it's like some are like oh that guy was let go like a year ago like braun Strowman, yeah. right it's it's and they're still in here which i love that they're still in here but he it's lost like, control of his narrative it's <laughs> It's very awkward when, when they're in, when you're playing as these dudes that you know were let go. Um, but hey, I mean, they, they scan those wrestlers. They put all that work in. I believe they're still getting paid. So. Well, good. To my knowledge, like they're, they're but it is, it is, it is strange, but also the roster has like, there's like a hundred wrestlers in here, you know, like, um, they have the legends like uh, Andre the Giants here and, and Macho Man and, and Hogan and all those guys. But, um, then of course, there's just the current, roster even after the layoffs the current wwe roster is bloated yeah. it's, it's huge you know they have they got cesaro in there That's well they got nxt <laughs> they got the british wrestlers from the british nxt um cesaro is definitely in here yes but they they yeah so there's a ton of superstars to wrestle as um yeah i i like i always like their campaigns their campaigns are super silly uh and no exception here so that my drive mode is is probably where i'm going to be spending most of my time although occasionally 
I just like to do an exhibition match with like two of my favorite wrestlers, sit back, watch their entrances, which they like recreate pixel by pixel. Uh, yeah. And I just, I love this shit. So I'm, I'm into it. I think it is a return to form, but it is not, it's not like a complete reboot. If that's what you're thinking of, it's a return no, it's, to form. It's been two years though. So like the people who love these games are probably, when I looked at reviews online, the user reviews are like, Oh, this feels so much better now. Yeah. It's, it's, it is like, okay, good. They, they got it back on track. Mm. And I will say this, like, even if you don't follow the current product, if you've just been a wrestling fan a lot of your life and, and you want to see like all the classic, the, the legends and stuff, there's so many of those in here. Like you can, you can easily play this game and recognize like half the roster. Like, so don't worry. Like, Oh, it's people I don't really follow. You know, like there's a ton of legends here. I would be able to talk more about this. Um, but I thought I knew somebody who worked on the game that was getting me a copy. And let me repeat that. I thought I knew this person. <laughs> I thought I knew this person. Right. But apparently, yeah. I don't. Nope. Uh, don't know him at all. And, and speaking of inside jokes, when are we going to comment that Michael is wearing a Matt Berry shirt? I've been loving it and appreciating it the entire time. It recording. was a Christmas present. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know until he leaned back during this whole wrestling conversation. Oh, I just, I just saw the Matt Berry face. I'd only seen the word bat, and I knew it was a Matt Berry shirt. I just I, by I seeing was, that. I just had, it was in red. I had Batman on the brain, Patton. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite thing he does in that show. Like, things are awkward. I don't want to be here any longer. Bat! Mm-hmm. Fuck bat. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what other? Let's see. There's actually a lot of new releases. Yeah, did anybody um, play Triangle Strategy? I didn't because it wasn't called Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. I, the, I, the only game I played, and man, this was a gross trip. Like, a, 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 like just a, a total diversion. I played the Kirby Forgotten Lands demo. Dude, seriously, like you should take a break from like forty hours of Elden Ring and go play Kirby, j- just because it has similar, <laughs> it has a similar open world and boss fights that are just completely different from Elden Ring. How is it? I am not a Kirby hater by any stretch of the imagination, but I also will not consider myself a Kirby fan anymore because I find his games pretty similar, samey, and kind of shallow. But like I, I thought, this one looked really cool because it—it's a 3D. Who else is making fucking candy-colored 3D games at this point? Like no one but Nintendo. And even when Kirby games are like to me kind of uninspiring, their presentation is great, and this is this is no different. Um, you're literally playing through like a, a Last of Us <laughs> type of Kirby landscape. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it looks. I don't know that I'll spend money on it immediately because it's such a slow platformer by design because it's Kirby and he doesn't move very fast. Mm -hmm. But, uh, man, something about after Elden Ring, like it was like I'm facing a giant boss who's offering out area damage and incredible attacks and like, oh, I can't possibly be hit by these things as opposed to like, I'm constantly being hit and I don't know why. It was so easy and, and weird and like uh, it just felt like a different genre, even though it was ve- a very similar presentation. And if anybody makes an amiibo out of that gorilla with the, with a gray haired mohawk, I will buy that immediately. That's your first boss battle in the demo. Mm. Uh, but it looks like it, it. I am more interested in this than any Kirby game, 2D Kirby game I played in a while because like I just 
I felt like those were more important when we had fewer games to play. They're just squishier platformers. Uh, everything Kirby does, no weapon is better than another. I, I don't know. Am I being crazy? I don't want to shit How, on how's Kirby How's that mouthful games. mode? Did you, did you get to play around oh, with any of that? Fucking like, hilarious. Where he eats oh, the car? Yeah, there's shit. nothing more boring than like, oh, oh, great, I swallowed the bomb clown guy. Oh, I swallowed a soda machine, and I apparently have <laughs> 99 soda cans to spit at people, nice. and then I can't do it anymore. Uh, that was ingenious. I think that that looks great. And uh, But again, like, the, what is your option? Like, Balan Wonderworld is like the last game I played like this, and that was one of the worst games I've ever played in my whole life. So Kirby has... This was you know, better. Sky's the limit, Kirby. <laughs> nice. 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 Uh, let's see, Chocopo GP, isn't that that re-release that's coming to Switch, right? It's like the old... Sounds familiar, like a remaster. I think that's one of the first Square games to like resurrect dead characters and allow you to play from Final Fantasy characters from all different Final Fantasies. The PlayStation 1 Chocobo Racing, and right. for think, me, it's kind of weird to have it back. It was really hard to get Cloud in that game. I think I saw something like uh, uh, Terra from Final Fantasy 6, isn't it, in Esper form? Which, like, that's cool. Yeah. But it's it's nice. it's weird, weirdly wonderful fan service, and uh, I yeah I'm kind of missing a new kart racing game. I could take it. I can take it. I could take a yeah. trip and Chocobo Racing for twenty nine. PSA uh, Sonic Team Racing is one of the PS Plus games this month. Oh, nice. That is a great great kart game. Yeah, yeah. F Zero X. I had to put on. I feel like this is news only for uh, Brett Elston and Chris, but it's coming to Nintendo Online this week. So uh, that was one of the and, best. It might be the best F-Zero game I've ever played, but I didn't spend a lot of time with GX. Um, but before we knew what 60 frames a second was, F-Zero X did that. Mm-hmm. And it was clearly different. And I'll never forget that game for having randomly generated tracks. So even when you got good, like, all right, you've never played this track before. Go nuts. Um, I loved F-Zero X. I really did. I, th- I think that might be a significant high point for the series having not played GX a ton because GX is pretty hard much harder and has a way bigger roster but I when are we going to get GameCube games released on this platform nobody knows I would say next Switch (laughs) next Switch platform uh, another one we're overlooking because you guys don't have we, we weren't able to get advanced copies for you um, is Assassin's Creed Valhalla has a new DLC uh, called Dawn of Ragnarok and if uh, if Elden Ring is not for you good news you are not hurting for open world fantasy content there's Horizon there is this Ubisoft really leaning into that uh, Swedish death metal phase with this title right you start <laughs> yeah, so with Valhalla Dawn and then you go Ragnar- Dawn so of Ragnarok a, this is a continuation if you've played Assassin's Creed Valhalla there are a couple parts where Eivor goes on like these vision quests sort of to uh Asgard and Jotunheim as Odin and like the idea is that this is actually part of the prehistory of Assassin's Creed lore where like you're one of the Isu the first civilization and you're seeing these events that happen in the distant past but filtered through the mind of a Viking who knows all about Norse myth and who will view these things this way so this this continues that you are once again playing as Odin who's called Havi by most people, who has a lot of names. You can play as male or female Odin. Uh, and you are in Svartalfheim, the, the land of the dwarves, 
to find your kidnapped son, Balder, who's been taken away by Surtur, the unkillable fire giant. And uh, this is a land that's under invasion by the by the Muspels, who are like the fire giants from Muspelheim, and they're being assisted by the the Jotnar, the the ice giants, and uh, the the dwarves are either enslaved or they're living in these hidden underground shelters uh, that you can you can find you know exploring the map and like okay find find this dwarven shelter and there'll be new quests that I can do from here. You have a bracer uh, that lets you steal. It's called the Huger Rip, and it lets you steal uh, powers from defeated enemies. Like uh, you can turn into a, a moose bowl and and walk across lava while having like social stealth. It lets you blend in, or you could turn into a raven and fly around. There's there's like uh, five different powers that you can unlock over the course of the game. Like, that's a really cool new addition. Adds a bunch of new abilities that you can, like, take into the quote-unquote real world of Valhalla. And it's it's cool because, of, like, there are these big godly powers in the, um... in, in Dawn of Ragnarok, in, in, in Svartalfheim. And then you take them out into the real world, and it's like, oh, this thing where uh, Odin unleashes this huge fiery blast is actually, like, Eivor throwing out, like, a fistful of bombs... Something like that. So they, they get like little real world makeovers to make them more plausible. Um, but it's, it's a really cool adventure. Uh, it's, it adds a huge new world and, uh, bunch of, bunch of new stuff to discover. So, um, yeah, I imagine you guys will maybe have more to say about that next week after you get your copies. A but, huge uh, new world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's my Viking singing a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got yeah. that. Uh, Sounded kind of yeah, like a Muppet. I, I enjoyed it. There, there is a lot of content here, um, and it it does feel like yeah, this is a whole new game uh, on top of everything else that you've played in Valhalla. So whole new game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not new game plus, but new I'm content. A new reference right now. No one has Damn. done this before. Mm. Quite so sure. We sound like a Viking band from a Jim Henson production. Mm-hmm. I like this quite a bit. <laughs> well, or just the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, thanks for the. Disney I'd prefer to think Riverbottom Nightmare Band, Chris, but fine. Yeah, oh, was, was the, they, they did a joke about that, and uh, they think they did like a farewell special to Jim Henson, like a, a couple years after he died or something. Yes, and and Kermit had the idea of like let's let's pay tribute to Jim Henson with a biking number, and like Scooter or somebody comes back, it's like, oh, I got your Vikings for the Viking number. It's like, no biking, like Schwinn. Like, well, I got, I got, I don't have a Schwinn, but I have a Sven. <laughs> These are all good jokes, people. Yeah, the yeah they're great. Actually. There's no reason we needed a Hawkeye show before a new Muppet show. Mm-hmm. For fuck's sake. Oh, well, who, who watched, was it, was it Muppets? CBS or NBC that had that short-lived Muppet show where it's like, look, yes. Kermit has a sexy new pig girlfriend. The Muppets deserve better than being at Disney. It's all I'm saying. It's the only hill I want to die on right now. All right. Sell them back to the creators. Ugh. But yeah, anyway, let's move along to... Full disclosure, I do work for Ubisoft. I'm not sure if I said that part. You do. But, uh, you do. Yes. But a whole I've new segment, and yet we can't escape the Viking news. No. Because Amazon Prime Video 
is kicking off a God of War series. Uh, according to Deadline, uh, they're in talks with PlayStation to adapt God of War. It's going to be a live-action TV series. By, by the way, the, the, only se- the only streaming service I'm almost proud to cancel, and I haven't done it yet, Amazon Prime. <laughs> uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel was the only thing, and The Boys, the only thing I liked on that channel, and there's yeah. going to be like another year. But I mean, you get it with your Prime subscription anyway. I so. haven't ordered shit on Amazon in a long time. No, oh, I mean, you've had a very frugal pandemic compared to the rest yeah. of us. I mean, but like, but if you think of like uh, where we get movies and games now, like that has disappeared. That's what I, I usually used Amazon before, uh, for before this, and mm. now I download and download and stream almost everything. And yeah, yeah I'm not going to buy a fucking broom from Amazon. Are you nuts? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, but the uh, the other Sony show, Last of Us, is not going to be on Amazon. That's going to be on HBO. Yeah. Twisted Metal is going to Peacock. Uh, and then you Great know, idea. By great idea, I mean horrible. <laughs> that, that, the, that Uncharted movie it. was apparently a modest success, and then they got a Ghost of Tsushima movie. So Sony's got a lot of stuff they're yeah. adapting right now. God yeah. of War makes sense. Oh, depressed by how what a bad idea that is. It's gonna be tough to how do you do on screen Kratos? Like he's he's Kratos, man. How do you make that a relatable star of a show? I don't know. Boy. It has to be old timey. You can't go full peacemaker with Kratos. You can't. Yeah, I mean they could they could make him more relatable or, or more likable by like yeah, starting with current dad Kratos and then like he has flashbacks like I remember when I was a shitty Spartan. <laughs> just, just the worst uh, guy used to wear white bathing suits. Every, every second of this <laughs> conversation has made me wish I was dead. This is the worst Kratos impression ever, by the way. No, I love no, this. No, no, I like that I he was more this. British than ever in yours. <laughs> Boy, I said sloppy Boy. steaks. Uh, sloppy steaks. There's way more Jason Statham in your Kratos. <laughs> that steak's not sloppy enough, Boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, jeez. Um, okay, this, now the real Sony news. Uh, they had a state of play this week, and they announced quite a bit uh, at the state of play. Uh, let's just go through some of the highlights, shall we? So, Exil Primal is not Dino Crisis, although it is Strangely. a Capcom series about fighting dinosaurs in the future. So, it is bizarre uh, for Capcom to announce a franchise with dinosaurs in it and not put Dino Crisis in it, but, you know... I did work there for a little bit, and if you like Dino Crisis, odds are you stole it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it wasn't a huge seller. It's it's a different story. In in this game, dinosaurs fall out of the sky, Chris. In Dino Crisis, yeah, no, you in don't this have game, sky, dinosaurs. I didn't see anybody point dinosaurs. out. And I, I don't read a lot of sky, video game Michael, news. Try to keep up. This is not Dino Crisis. This is Earth Defense Force. Yeah. Mm, if yeah. you're with dinosaurs, and, sure. Yeah. And I couldn't be more excited. It looks like my game of the year whenever it's released. I just I just love the, like, look, every so often you get a weather report saying, oh, dinosaurs today, and then a giant orb will just appear in the sky and literally Rains vomit hundreds of velociraptors onto the street from hundreds of feet in the air. Yeah. Wonderful. Fuck a sharknado. Mm-hmm. It's how I imagine my 12th birthday. <laughs> they showed off more of Ghostwire Tokyo, which yeah. I'm convinced, folks, I don't need to see more of Ghostwire yeah, yeah, Tokyo. You know, like, I want to play that. I'm in. I'm already like, in. It's less than a month Tokyo. away. I'll buy it. Fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stranger of Paradise. Here's a game, oddly, the more I see about it, the less inclined I am to, to buy. This is that Final Fantasy Souls-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another demo. I think this is the third, might be the second demo they've released for this game. They really want you to try this Souls-like Final Fantasy game. Folks. Well, then don't time limit the demos this time. Last time I was too late to actually play it. I believe this one is time limited as well. Uh, 
Is it? I, I just love that it's still all part of um, Square's horrible title trilogy, which just mm. seems to be more than a trilogy at this mm-hmm. point. Good lord. Um, hey, one Square game I'm very excited for. Although it got delayed five months, it's now coming in October. Forspoken was looking quite good, uh, what they showed in that thing. That's that, yeah. uh, RPG, right? Um, I don't even, I don't even really know what the game's about, and that's partly why I'm excited for Forspoken. The future is Forspoken. Hmm. <laughs> uh, they Very showed off a multiplayer Gundam game, <laughs> uh, multiplayer oh! mech Oh! I hope they did it when the Japanese could watch it, because the rest of us have not been able to see the show legally in some time. Gundam Evolution is what it, this one's called. Um, yeah, it looked like a Gundam multiplayer game. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the centerpiece uh, announcement is, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. Because, sure. holy shit, if you are an old school Turtles fan, this, is, this has everything. Yeah, I, I tried to dig in a little of that on that, because... Um, you know, we have a couple of friends who are, who work over there now, mm-hmm. uh, and they've been tweeting about it. And a digital I just, clips, I, I think, that's doing this. Yes. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, our buddy Dan, uh, Chris Kohler works mm-hmm. over there, yeah. and they 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 did something in the trailer where they showed the box art and like Konami's name is removed. But and I've seen that happen before, mm. and I, I think that's sort of what digital clips does. Is but they said they're Kohler said they're working with Konami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then why remove their names? But also, I don't really care because the uh, off mic, the thing I've yelled at Chris Kohler or uh, Chris Baker about, uh, uh, I would just love, like, give me a Spider-Man collection from, like, the Atari version to right before voice acting uh, in the PlayStation 1 version. I would love just a collection of Spider-Man games from different developers. And that seemed impossible before. Most of these are Konami. So this is, makes are. a little more sense. I think they all are because they, yeah. they're all still like early year. It doesn't like include the Ubisoft game, which I quite liked, but like uh, it, it doesn't. But it, like it, it's clearly there's no 3D era. No, no, no. It's, it's all yeah. like it's all the NES games. It's the two arcade games. It's the Genesis games. Genesis there's games, three game different games. versions of tournament fighters: the NES, Super Nintendo, and Genesis versions. They mm. remove the Konami name, but I'm also one of the idiots who has a arcade one up. Uh, Turtles machine that I bought on COVID clearance from Walmart for a hundred bucks. They include the Konami name. I just want like um, video game uh, franchises that are like, you know, kind of more important than video games, like Spider Man and Turtles, to have collections like this. Hmm. I'm I'm also very excited. This is a forty dollar collection, right. so all it's a lot of games for forty bucks. Yeah, yeah, and and I might actually replay that horrible old first NES game because it's going to have save and rewind features. And Love it's like the rewind. Features. Imagine how much easier that piece of shit would be if you mm-hmm. could rewind every time you run into a piece of seaweed. To make that game fun, you would need a fast forward feature, <laughs> a level skip feature. We were we were playing it. At, my friend was playing it at my house. He's trying to master the game and trying oh. to get through it in twenty minutes. Wow. And like it is, it is brutal and it is yeah. poorly designed. And I would never pay a cent for it alone, but included in this phenomenal collection. How can you not? How can you not pay for this? Like, uh, who here? Who listening isn't a turtles fan? Uh, what a what a no brainer! If this even if you don't want to pay forty bucks, if this is ever on sale throughout its history and digi- on, on digital platforms, 
how could you not buy this for like 15, 10 bucks? It will, like, it'll be on sale for 20 eventually, but 40 yeah. is still a great. I'm deal. more excited. Like, I, I don't love physical collections, but I also like whatever you can make with this that I can put on my shelf, I would probably buy that. Mm. These are some of the most important games to me of all time. I, yep. I am sitting right next to a fucking Turtles arcade game action figure collection. I love the Ninja Turtles. Do they do Man. that? Does does Digital Eclipse do like Limited Run? I know does the physical releases of these types. The, of there games. will be, a, from what I read, there'll be physical and digital the same price. Mm. So if you care, cool. it'd be stupid to buy nice. the uh, digital alone because it'd be the same price. Forty bucks for physical as well. Let's see some of the other announcements. Uh, Giga Bash is a like a kaiju brawler. Looks cute. Uh, I'm all, always down for more kaiju games. Um, mm-hmm. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R is a fighting game based in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure world. Sure. We couldn't decide if this was like a remake or if it's... I thought it looked like an older JoJo game from like eight years ago, but I'm not the guy to ask. And I'm not going to research this because I don't care. And then uh, Trek to Yomi. That looks cool. Like Ghost of Tsushima meets Limbo. Yeah, it's like a side-scrolling Ronin game. I love Ghost of Tsushima proof like... Yeah, even in this world, any weeb can make their own fucking <laughs> samurai game if they want. Just do it in black and white, yeah, and call it Kurosawa mode. And... Go for it, white devs. <laughs> Short for white devils. Returnal is getting co-op in the form of Ascension. Uh, this is hitting almost a year to the day after the this release. This might be the biggest Returnal. news, because I am still having trouble with Returnal, a, one of my favorite games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. And it should be both of your favorite games you've ever played. I am very disappointed you guys didn't include it in Game of the just Year. Just didn't like it. Just didn't get into it. I yeah. loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And if we can if, if we can tackle that in co-op, I guarantee I can show you how to like Returnal. I, I should correct myself. It's not that I didn't like the game. It's that I liked the moment-to-moment just fine. I got frustrated that I wasn't necessarily making story progress mm. because of its nature of... How are you doing in Elden Rings? Making I'm shit tons of progress. I, I make a ton of progress. Yeah, he said story progress. Story progress. I know way more about Elden Ring's story than I ever did about a Souls mm, game. I don't give playing a shit it. about either of their stories, but like in terms of their gameplay, I thought Returnal, which I would have, if you're just listening, I would have nominated for Game of the Year, but I played it in January of this year for the first time. It's mm. one of my favorite. It's it's my favorite uh, PS5 exclusive. Well, if, you, if you haven't picked it up, there's further incentive. All of this new content's going to be free. free. It's a free update to free. the game. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Valkyrie Elysium is yeah. another game from Square Enix. Another Valkyrie title. Bringing that back. like the, What was the last game? Like Valkyrie Profile Silmeria for PS2? Gotta tell me. Yeah, I'd take your word for it. And then there was, yeah, there was a Valkyrie Profile for PSP, but that was just a remake of the first PlayStation 1 game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a, a long absent franchise that deserves to come back. <laughs> In our chat, yeah. Michael was the one guy like, yay. Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yay, you Valkyrie profile. Well, I, I always get it confused with Valkyria Chronicles, and so I'm like, mm. hey, is that good? Very Which one's games. this one? Both very good, but uh, Valkyrie profile's real cool. Nice. Very cool. So Nintendo uh, announced that they were delaying Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Ooh. Camp due to the situation in Ukraine. Man, this series, this uh, by the way, was it the original game released like on September 10th, 2001? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Can't catch a break. Yep. Um, I think it's the right thing to do, by the way, on Nintendo's was part. It, was so. it the original or was it the, the sequel? I forget. Yeah. It was the American original. Ah, uh, okay. 
Not the. I think there was a version. Famicom Wars was released. Well, blah yeah, blah yeah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, this does not bode well for the series because if there's a series that depicts war and it's published by Nintendo, they're always going to be uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And all that has to all that has to happen is be a conflict. And we were talking about that on thirty twenty ten because last week was the anniversary of Coney twenty twelve, oh, wow. which um, is the anniversary of a lot of things, but. Um, putting it optimistically for me it was like a worldwide uh paying attention like we're, we're gonna pay attention to conflicts overseas america's gonna know about those where we kind of didn't really care every other decade of my life mm-hmm. um and i if nintendo's uncomfortable with this this series has no future even though this is pretty bad yeah. <laughs> but there, there will always be wars and um if it I'm not saying Nintendo's not doing the right thing. Like, I'm not dying to fucking invade a country in my blue tank right now either. Hmm. But I don't know. I, I, I don't. I see Nintendo this scaring Nintendo away about the prospect of any new franchise for this. So I, I yeah. think it's over. Speaking of the the conflict in Ukraine and causing kind of repercussions in the games industry, there was a lot of actually game companies this week that stopped selling products in russia um i have a list here like the ign was kind of keeping a running total in an art, a news article so supercell behavior interactive ci games ubisoft no longer selling there take two uh no longer selling in russia uh activision blizzard epic games and netflix have stopped summer all of their services so a lot of a lot of people doing that uh xbox stopped selling both software and hardware in russia uh ea has stopped selling there so um, I think this, you know, this is a follow-up we mentioned last week. It was like one of the prime ministers of Ukraine had specifically called out Sony and Xbox like, hey, stop selling stuff in Russia. And uh, a lot of people in the industry uh, responded and and have indeed done that. Uh, GTA, uh, Gran Turismo 7 pulled from sale in Russia. New game is this week. So uh, Amazon has that New World MMO. They stopped Russia localization on that MMO. Like there, there's a ton of stuff. Um Here's something, though, that you can do to help the folks in Ukraine. Um, Itch.io is selling a massive bundle uh, for $10 that includes almost a 1,000 items, and that money goes to support uh, Ukraine. Go to itch.io and look for that Ukraine bundle. 1,000 items, 10 bucks. Uh, just go do it. Yeah. Got games like Celeste, Towerfall Ascension, Superhot. I'm just reading off the IGN article here, but... Uh... Yeah, all, all great games. So, absolutely more than absolutely. you will ever likely play. Get a second Steam library, more or less. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, that is all the news that is fit to play. I, I did want to plug bonus times episode with Matt. We were supposed to talk about Universal, but did started off with a little Ukraine Russia talk. It's a week late, and it's all still relevant. Mm. <laughs> Not much has changed. I still can't believe it. Why is this happening? It wears on one. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. It wears on them really badly, too. Uh, uh-huh. But anyway, let's move on to our community segment, which if that didn't segment the community, this surely will. Uh, last week's question of the week was, do you prefer when games are cryptic or more straightforward? Uh, on VideoGamePocalypse.com, Giant Shortstacks said, I think I prefer the sandbox to the railroad. One of my favorite things about yeah. GTA 4 was the late game car heists that would be sent to your cell phone via text message. You would get a picture of a specific car with a brief description, including the district it's parked in, and nothing else. 
There was no waypoint, no GPS, no big dumb circle highlighting the part of the map you should explore. Nothing. Knowing where to go based on a low-res 2008-ass JPEG tests your knowledge of the map you've spent at least a few dozen hours exploring at that point. If the game tells you to go to Castle Gardens and you don't know where Castle Gardens is, you have to consult a map either in the pause screen or the one that came with the game. Physical map. Oh, my God. Getting it to the drop-off in good condition rewards your driving ability. It created these brilliant little moments of emergent gameplay where you think you spot the car, you break into it, and whoops, it's the wrong model of four-door <laughs> sedan. Now the alarm's going off and the cops are on to you, so you're speeding around this neighborhood frantically looking for the actual target car. It's wow. such a natural and simple side mission, I wish the series took more cues from. I Man. remember it because of the way you described it. Great job, Giant Short yeah. Stacks. You got Nick Cage in your ear, like, we're supposed to be gone in 60 seconds! <laughs> <laughs> that Watch that original movie. It is so good. Uh, Lambert is Dead uh, says... I dislike both extremes, but with the more arcadey games I've been playing due to lack of time, it's not really something I've honestly had impacting my enjoyment recently. I will say that at least when I have been put off games, I'd rather fumble with the guide and just rely on other players figuring all the shit out than sit through scene after scene after scene after scene of exposition and explanation of the whole where, why fours, of what's going on. Bonus infuriating points if it's in-game engine unvoiced text boxes with characters that rotate to address different people with five-second load scenes between conversations. And oh my fucking god, I just had a fucking aneurysm in rage trying to fucking skip this shit. What the ever-loving fuck is wrong with you people? (laughs) I I feel you. I feel you, Lambert is dead. Serious about going to hitch scratchy land. Uh, Full name. Uh, uh, Colin O'Hara says, uh, I, I thought I preferred guidance in my games, but then I played Jedi Fallen Order, which just kind of suggests where you should go in vague terms, and I absolutely love that game, uh, playing it straight through to completion over a weekend. I cannot wait for the sequel. Uh, I guess I should play more vague games. But I, I did, like, we were talking about Jedi Fallen Order this week after yeah. the, uh, Obi-Wan well, trailer. Well, yeah, the, the Obi-Wan trailer, you know, and, and showing, like, the, the Imperial Inquisitors, it's like, oh, they look like the the characters in the game, like the second sister and that. Like, oh, man, what if they brought in Cal Kestis, which they could totally do because that's a game where the actor, the characters look like the actors. So, like, that actor could yeah. come in Cameron Monaghan and convincingly play Cal Kestis. And what, what made me think that might be possible is that we, you know, mild spoilers for Boba Fett for a cameo that happens in there, but... Uh, wow, I was going to say Mandalorian Season 3, because that's where it occurred. Yeah, um, yeah, Book of Boba Fett, but uh, BD-1 shows up for a few seconds. and nice. uh, Well, a BD-1 shows up for a few seconds. Uh, well, I mean, we assume it's the same one. I don't know. I Why would you? know? I mean, wouldn't would wouldn't you it be like, you know, CR4 or something like that with a different color scheme, like with RD5? I don't want to comb over the timeline. I would never assume it's the same droid hmm. because I don't remember what his default color was anyway because mine was always neon. Hmm. R5D4, uh, that's what I'm thinking of. But we were talking about how much we love Jedi Fallen, Fallen Order and I think on a corporate level, this is the best game I've seen incorporate the Souls cryptic, let's let you figure some stuff out. Combat's going to be a little more difficult than normal. I... I, I Jedi Fallen Order is the corporate Souls game um, 
one of the only ones I've ever seen. And, yeah, big, big uh, brand that is a Souls like. Yeah, yeah. Get much bigger than Star Wars. That's true. yeah, and that and that's why I, I I try to look up sales numbers and like I just don't think, you know, I think more people have rewatched Mandalorian than have played. I have I downloaded it Jedi Phone Order for free. It's getting a sequel, and it's EA's publishing, so it must have sold fine. You know, right? And, and as as Lucas says, every, Lucas Film says everything is canon, so it's not impossible. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I still don't see. There's is there a Dash Rendar show coming out? I, I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, they, they did have the FMVs in the PlayStation version. I just see as a point of pride from the story team, they never let EA figure out a character or a story balance and then put that in the series i would love to be proved wrong because that would be great i think jedi fallen order is a great game if you have not played it mm-hmm. absolutely uh and it's probably cheap now too so if you're yeah. looking to I get mean, into if you it, have game pass ultimate it's nothing yeah i think it's on sale for 15 right now on some mm-hmm. playstation sale i just saw it uh, uh i forget what voice i've been using for this character but snacks and jackson says who dares invoke the name of snacks Whoa. and jackson and awakening from his slumber. Now Snacks and Jackson must fade. Snacks and Jackson doesn't read waypoints on his open world map. Snacks and Jackson just follows the stench of Raphael's. But since Snacks and Jackson is up anyway, Snacks and Jackson really should stop by and visit his sister Latoya. Come I... on, Penny. Why does he sound like the claw of <laughs> Inspector Gadget? No, no, he sounds he sounds like a uh, yes. Well, little Barry White, hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, like little... like with a really sore throat. Oh baby, is a clown with his nose that eats things around the screen. I gotta work up some phlegm to do this voice right. You, you sound Even like an old cracks. fat Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's disability check is coming today. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to stay connected to the oxygen, otherwise he can't get around the house. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, uh, (laughs) I do love love a Snacks and Jackson cameo Mm. on VGA every once in a while. It's, It's a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, Look it up, by that. the way. If you don't understand the end joke, it is the. <laughs> How did Sean Baby describe it, Michael? Uh, what Hitler sees when he closes his eyes. It's uh, <laughs> Snacks and Jackson is an old arcade game that we've made fun of on here once or twice, and it is uh, just like what the f- who the fuck thought of this? You you should have like a 3D pong game basically where it's it is a clown with a long telescoping neck who is trying to eat food. And his nose comes off and starts bouncing toward the camera. So you have to bounce it off of his face. And while it's in the air, you have to swivel the head around and eat as much food as possible. It is what the fuck was anyone thinking involved in this? It's very creative, but holy shit. It looks like that one boss from the Nightmare on Elm Street NES game Kinda, where Freddy's yeah. got like the long neck and mm-hmm. shit. Like. Yeah. And on a wrestling tip, it, it sort of sounds like Michael's doing a Shockmaster impression <laughs> uh, right before he runs into a two by right, four. Yeah, he, he fell over. through. He fell through the, the set on his way to doing stick. that impression. Oh no, that's just that's a shock. Really good Shockmaster. <laughs> that was a really good Shockmaster. Um, <laughs> no, it Pat- wasn't. He, he never, he never <laughs> really got to talk. His helmet I fell off. What the Shockmaster sounds like. 
Dude, <laughs> Google Shockmaster if you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It'll be the greatest thing you've seen all week. Best use of a Stormtrooper helmet outside of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Bedazzled Stormtrooper he helmet. spray painted it with glitter. Not even trying to hide it. Uh, Patimbo <laughs> says, it's a, a bit of both. I enjoy having some objectives pointed out to me to uh, for story beats. Unlike Chris, I really enjoy the talky bits. Pete's thrown. Uh, but I also enjoy direction and just going. I find that Fallout has a really decent balance. Mm. Uh, like exploring the glowing sea was exciting. I... I, I Patimbo, I'm not a big Fallout fan, but I think I agree with you because it really doesn't bombard you with story elements. It, it's really whatever you engage in, um, you end up learning. Fallout kind about. of is a hybrid because it's got the points that will appear on your, uh, not the map, like on on the compass, basically at the top of the screen. It's like, oh, a, a new point appeared. I could wander toward that and see what's going on there. So it kind of guides you, but you, it's up to you if you want to engage with those points or not. But to troll everyone else, I really love reading what's his name's. Post review on the AV Club, like uh, Elden Ring is what a Skyrim was good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't like that game. Boring as shit. I love and that game. Too many people like talking it. at me. Uh, my sandals got lost in a swamp. If you go get them and bring them right back to me, I'm like, all right, fine. You'll There's find like something cooler there. Trust me. I know, but it's like a series of relays, whereas, whereas Elden Ring is just walk upon something and find it. Mm. There's no reason to get a quest from a guy. You just find stuff and do it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. You do that in the Elder Scrolls yeah, games. You too. still get quests from guys in Elden Ring. Shy Guy Fieri says, I like a happy medium between straightforward and cryptic. That's why I like what Super Mario Odyssey did with its power moons. Instead of entering a level with a specific objective, I could just explore at my leisure and pick up moons along the way. That way, I still get little accomplishments along the way to feed that lizard part of my brain that likes checking out boxes. Breath of the Wild did a similar thing with its shrines and its Korok seeds, but fuck those little fuckers. The shrines give you something to complete without taking away the sense of exploration. I remember when I first went to the Hatino Ancient Tech Lab. Don't know if I'm saying that right. Don't care. Climbed to the top of the building and Uh, saw that island to the south. Nothing was pointing me to that island, but I knew I had to go there and explore. I love that feeling. So why pick between two choices? Why not have both? Also on Twitter, at JeffBTW says, I like being sent into a game world to discover and explore on my own. But the one thing I ask for, if I need it, is to be able to click a button and have a magic arrow point in the direction I need to go to advance. I may not always use it, but just be there if I need it. Makes sense. Yeah, no one likes getting stuck in games, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree, but it's it's what's beautiful about Elden Ring is just run around. Run around and you tackle things at your leisure. Yeah. And Breath of the Wild did that too. Uh, but this is so much better. Actually, not to bring it up really late, but my one of my biggest Elden Ring complaints, I don't know if you guys have one of my worst enemies in the game, Cliffs. I just want to yeah. go to a different part of the map, and I got to ride alongside Cliffs half that fucking game to see yep. when I can go downhill. Yep. Like, And, and, and how, how deep is this cliff? I can't judge. But apparently it will kill my horse and me in the mm-hmm. middle of t- three double jumps, mm-hmm. which is not yep. how any game should work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so new question of the week. Uh, what is the longest time you've ever spent getting an achievement or a trophy in a game? Uh, I'm going to say for me, the one that immediately jumps to mind when I think of this question is Mafia 2. I had to write mm. a guide, which is still on GamesRadar.com, to get... All the playboys in that game. 
There's about 42 of them. Uh, they take forever to find. And it is like you will range all over the map. Uh, going to like really out of the way places, like the one that sticks out in my mind is like this lighthouse that has like a long land bridge you need to cross. There's nothing else out there. You're just going to retrieve this one thing. Yeah, yeah, like in the woods behind your uncle's house. That's where you find Playboys, Michael. Exa- exactly. People are very embarrassed and hide them in very out of the way <laughs> places. Uh, it is not like Mafia Three where you get to actually read some of the articles. You just have the covers, and it's just like that was honestly the most thankless trophy i've ever hunted down uh i had to do it for a guide um yeah i I would not recommend doing that honestly no don't do that um i i was trying to think and there were two examples that came to mind uh this year i played and finished persona 5 royal and to get the platinum trophy on that i think i must have played it 130 hours or more um but before that i was specifically chasing a platinum on Yakuza 6 so that I could say I platinumed a Yakuza game because those games are giant they're massive to begin with and if you want to platinum like uh, but this one felt very achievable but again I think it took me at least 150 hours probably total to get the platinum for that game I had fun the whole time doing it but uh, yeah uh, don't don't recommend doing that in every Yakuza game (laughs) life's short man and I, 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 I sadly proposed this question on a, on a different level because I was playing Elden Ring and just after five hours, like, when the fuck is it? I don't care that much about trophies or achievements, but I was just like, when the fuck is this game going to just give me a trophy or achievement? And I clocked it. Twelve hours. Twelve fucking hours. Uh, and I think it was because I, I didn't. I'm sorry. It's not going to be interesting. I think it was just because I picked up an item. A thing, it, it, like I, I, it wasn't because of something I did. It was because something I just randomly picked up. Uh, and for me, that was the longest time I've had to wait before a trophy achievement thing came up. So the game I played before that was like, ah, you did you completed the tutorial. You did a fucking ground pound move. Here's an achievement. And, and, and Elden Ring was just like twelve hours, bitch. <laughs> like you better, uh, you better do what I want. Or I'm never going to show you anything. And, and, and like all Dark Souls games are pretty stingy with the achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, all Souls games are pretty stingy. But that was the most I've ever waited to ever see that prompt. 12 hours. 12 hours. Damn. All right. So what is the longest that you've ever worked to get an achievement or trophy or trophy? I'm not being particular here. Uh, let us know. Go to videogamepocalypse.com. Answer to the comments for episode 462. Alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or you can ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Uh, anyway, that's been our show. Let's call it some plugs. Uh, what do we want to draw people's attention to, guys? Probably Elden Ring. Hmm. And Mystery Science Theater. I mean that we've done. (laughs) Oh, uh, well, patreon.com slash laser time. Matt is talking with me about Universal and Russia crap. Uh, We have just recorded a new 302010 feedback episode. Uh, That'll be up on Patreon. And if you wanted to hear about me and the uh, Sonya and TL's responses to uh, Live from the Pool House about the show Bel Air, that'll also be there. Hopefully we'll continue some stuff like Sick of Star Wars very soon. Again, it's all my fault, not Adam or, or Jeremy's. You can uh, Jeremy's doing Film Heat, a great podcast about 
film bracket bracketed arguments, and Adam is doing Padukin, which this week is talking about Donkey Kong. Uh, fucking great show. Um, can't recommend it enough. 30, 20, 10 this week. Wonderfully great movies. From My Cousin Vinny to 21 Jump Street, which is just... I can't think of a movie like, don't make this movie. Well, we did anyway. I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch it. Well, it's really funny. I'm like, well, okay. Uh, 21 Jump Street is... <laughs> Fuck! I didn't want this movie to be good or funny, and it is. Fuck you. This, mm. this property stinks, and I'm, you shouldn't have done it, but it's still good. That's kind of how I feel about all Channing Tatum movies, by the way. Yes. Like, you want to root against the guy because he's so handsome. He's but good. He's, he's but, so good. And that movie proved Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum were good. Like, like genuinely good movie stars. Yeah. And The Shield is 20 years old. Wow. It's, I, I think I described it as one of the shows, uh, the best shows ever that is not cool to like because of the nature of it, which is a corrupt cop jamming guns for uh, no reason or cause in a minority's mouths. But I think it's works better n- now than it did 20 years ago because he is very out and out the villain. You are following the villain of the show. Uh, and the whole show is all about that. The Sopranos kind of dips into that at the end. The shield was like that the whole time. Just uh, your own compromises that made you think otherwise. The Shield rules. 302010, even better. Patreon.com slash laser time. Somebody talk who's not me. As always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's W I K I P A R A Z. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Elden Ring has got me to do something I haven't done in a long time. Anal? I think back when I first discovered <laughs> anal? No. No, what I did. No. <laughs>